Good morning, everybody. It is Sunday, July the 17th, 2022, and welcome to Early Bird Chat number 142. And uh, I am joined this morning so far by uh, Rich White, host of the Unloaded Media Channel. Good morning, Rich. Good morning. <clears throat> All right, so let's see who who our guests are so far today. I see you out there, Warsaw Patriot is first in line. Uh, Sam of Anarchy 92 is out there, G23, from the state of Oregon. Old Crankman is out there this morning. Tactical Fud, Buck from the state of Arkansas, is here. Uh, Block 9 from Funky Town, parentheses, hell, 106 degrees today. Skullcram is in the audience, and 2A Comics says good morning. So, welcome, one and all. Got a light crowd out there so far, so... Uh, uh, isn't hell in Ohio? I thought it was like Illinois or something like that. But I guess hell is wherever you want it to be. I don't know. <laughs> well, well there, there's literally a town in Ohio called hell. Is that right? Yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, reloading in, from the hot pot is out there. Yeah, Mars is in Pennsylvania, by the way. I do know that... Uh, God, what's the name of the town? Metropolis is in Illinois. I've been there. And of course, the home of Superman. Well, in fact, they, they have a statue of Superman in their city square, actually. So. Uh, Skullcram says, please send water. Uh, Warsaw Patriot says, Gizzard Gary, are you hearing about the new COVID variant being announced? They are calling it the Ninja. No. Have not heard that. Tony York is out there. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, Mars. Mars is actually where uh, Night of the Living Dead was filmed. The original. That I, I did not. Know. I've been to the cemetery and house where it was filmed at. So Tony the, says. Metropolis, Illinois, yes, I've been there. <laughs> Tiny little town. What was you going to say, Rich? I'm sorry. Yeah, and the, the news reporter in the movie was an actual Pittsburgh area news reporter. Huh. His, his name was Bill Cardill. He, and ironically, he went on to host one of those late night uh, sci-fi and horror movie shows that were popular back in the late 60s and into the 70s. So Sam of Anarchy says, Gizzard Gary, there's a town in Michigan called Hell, too. Uh, tacos and French fries is out there this morning. Uh, Defense Dad's here, and he says, I see gun people. Uh, Tony says he's been there, too. I presume he's talking about Metropolis a few times, actually. There was one time when my uh, stepsons were fairly young that uh, we decided to stop and uh, and go through there with them. They thought it was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, they're uh, 
their newspaper office is actually called the Daily Planet, believe it or not. <laughs> and they've got a, a big statue of Superman, and you can buy postcards, you know, say, Home of Superman. They've got a bill, big billboard on uh, the interstate, you know, Metropolis, Home of Superman. They're playing it up big time, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony says it wasn't really impressive to me. No, it's it's a small town actually, but uh, probably roughly about the size of where I'm living now, if that. Oh, uh, Warsaw says I'm more of a Batman fan than Superman. Well, the interesting thing about Batman and Superman: DC took New York City and essentially split it in two. <clears throat> so, the dark half—that's Gotham. The light half is Metropolis. Yeah. Interesting. And if you look, Gotham and Metropolis at the time were both nicknames and probably still are for New York City. And if you look on a map of uh, DC Comics, the where their cities and stuff are located, New York and Gotham are right next door to each other. They each have their own Statue of Liberty equivalent and a bunch of other stuff. Well, the very word metropolis is pretty much synonymous for any large city. So, Warsaw says Batman Dark Knight was filmed in Chicago. The last one, I forget which one, the last one was with uh, Christian Bale. That one was filmed in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I do remember the Heinz Field scene. Uh, Batman originally carried a gun. And he would shoot a person. He was not above shooting somebody. And, but about the time they came up with the comics code and everything, because of the horror comics and whatnot, they uh, had to tone it down. So they got rid of Batman's gun and to the, and started the whole thing where he wouldn't kill somebody. So reloading from the Hot Pot says, I'm personally a Wonder Woman fan. Okay. Uh, old Crankman says it's been stormy near me and scary, but stuff has to grow sometime. True. Um, Skullcram says, wasn't Batman originally a second ad guy? A second AD guy? I don't know what that means. The, yeah, he was talking about Second Amendment. That's why I was saying oh, about how, yeah, Batman Second Amendment guy, okay. Yeah, yeah so I was saying where Batman had to... He actually carried a firearm. I believe he carried a 1911. In fact, originally, if you look at the old uh, comics from the 40s when the Batman got started with Detective Comics. Uh, Tony says, replace gun with bat shark repellent. There you go. <clears throat> Warsaw says, even though I'm a Batman fan, I do like the story of Superman's clone Superboy. Hmm. I guess that's after my time. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a story arc that started in the 90s. Oh, okay, so I wouldn't have known about it, probably. I did read comic books back in the day because, well, you could go to the downtown drugstore and they had a a uh, magazine stand up front that actually had a ledge on the very bottom that you could sit on and they would allow us kids to sit there and read comic books for free as long as we didn't tear anything up and uh so yeah let's see 
Uh, Kingpin is in here. He says Superman came to Baltimore and got shot and robbed by a 12-year-old. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tacos and French Fries says, I grew up reading comics back in the 80s, back when people could read. Oh, <clears throat> uh, Crankman says, my cat is on the back porch enjoying the rain. Sometimes I worry if we ever had a tornado, she probably wouldn't know what the hell is going on. Well, probably too. Well, you, you know how they got those... Uh travel channel things on YouTube where they talk about small towns to visit and stuff. Yeah. I was watching one the other day where they were talking about small towns in West Virginia and the host made a joke about, go, yeah, you might want to avoid going to Baltimore if you move, if you're in a, like Harper's Ferry area, unless you like to get shot. <laughs> I about lost it when he said that. This guy that generally doesn't get like political and stuff, but when he made that Baltimore joke, I had to laugh at that one. So, Chris from the 740 is out there. 223DMR has also joined us. Uh, Warsaw says, funny thing, even though Marvel and DC are different, Batman and Spider-Man both lost their parents by criminals. Uh, no, Spider-Man didn't lose his parents to criminals. Spider it's Depending on what story arc you look at with Spider-Man, his parents potentially were, generally speaking, in most cases, in his origin, depending again whose origin you go by, and that seems to carry over, they were killed by spies. And his parents were scientists that were working for the government, and they were killed by spies. Take a, again, depending on the era, depends on what country the spies were from. It was his uncle Ben who was killed by a criminal. Yeah, if you're talking, Gary, you're muted. Guess it'd be easier if I actually unmuted my mic, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, Skullcram says, I got to see Batmobile up close at a hot rod rally in Reno. Uh, back to G23, who said, I didn't realize that you read comics. So I thought it was all about the pictures. Well, they do have words. They do have words. Uh, Chris Winsett is out there, and he says, this town needs an anima. Okay. Let's see. Defense Dad said, superheroes invented yoga pants. Changed my mind. Uh, I agree, I guess. Uh, Warsaw says, by the way, Gizzard Gary, I finished watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. Superheroes are villains, and the supervillains are the heroes. Interesting. Yeah, but that's not really an original idea. If you think about it, DC had the mirror universe kind of thing where uh, you would have Superman and all them were the villains, and Lex Luthor and those guys were all the heroes, the good guys fighting against the superheroes who had taken over the world and were ruling the world with an iron fist. Okay, I'm going to bring on another panelist here. Let's welcome Single Shot. Good morning, Single Shot. Good morning, sir. Morning, Rich. How are you all doing this morning? Good morning. 
Uh, starting out just fine, I guess. Uh, how, how are you? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, chilling out. Going to enjoy the uh, the time off here today. And, and I'll get ready to uh, deliver this load in uh, Wichita tomorrow morning. Ah. So you're in the wonderful sunflower state of Kansas, I understand. Yes, sir. Down here in uh, McPherson. All right. So he's within a couple hours of me anyway. So glad to have you here in in uh, 2A land here in the, in the nation's heartland anyway. So uh, let's see. So Sam of Anarchy said, so basically they made Batman sort of anti-violence. Despite he beats the crap out of bad guys when they took away his gun. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Old Crankman says, I want to know how hail is made. I mean, it's ice cold and it would be like 79 degrees Fahrenheit outside, so it would be too hot for hail to come down. Well, it's made really high up in the atmosphere, I believe, by winds that basically keep blowing the water droplets up into the stratosphere where it's Okay. What I understanding until they get so heavy they have to fall. Yeah, and yeah. the thing with hail, hail, the reason why you get hail is because it's coming down so fast it doesn't have time to melt. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's see what else I missed out there. Uh, Triggerfish forty five, formerly EDC Dragon forty five is out there um skullcram is asking didn't batman have the most enemies there's debate on whether batman or the flash had the most enemies they both had their rogues galleries which had numerous villains in them so G23 says, Gizzard Gary sounds like you should buy single shot lunch if he's within three hours of you. Uh, be glad to do that, but uh, McPherson, I don't remember. It is about a three hour drive. I don't remember exactly. It's two or three hours from here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And as far as lunch goes, I don't get out of here until one o'clock in the afternoon. So that'd be an awfully late lunch. <laughs> uh, let's see old crankman says i mean i can understand sleet in 28 degree weather because it's cold but i don't know gun sites sleet and hail aren't there. the same thing sleet no. is basically freezing rain that comes down as ice it doesn't have it freezing rain freezes once it hits the ground sleet is essentially that but it comes down as ice already because it's freezing at, it, you know, it's just the drops that are frozen. Hail is the size it is because it hasn't had time to melt and become the drops. And you only get that with really bad storms where the rain is just pouring buckets. Whereas sleet, it just the air temperature just has to be the right temperature and it'll freeze on its way down. So uh, G Webb says, uh, thank you for another win this morning. He says, wait, I meant to post this one first. Uh, you left a C out of there, G Webb. That would be EBC 
142. So, uh, talking about the drawing that's going to happen here in a couple hours or, show, or so. Uh, Block9 says, I watched the show about the Dalton gang. I didn't know that they met their demise in Coffeyville, Kansas. Yes, they did. And people are still looking for the money they hid in Kansas and Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a Dalton Gang mu museum and all kinds of stuff down there in Coffeyville. In fact, they're buried fairly close to there. So the Dalton's got a little too big for the britches and tried robbing two banks at one time. Yeah, it didn't work out so well. Back to Batman. Uh, Skullcram says, "Didn't the Batmobile have guns mounted?" I think the Michael it did. Keaton, the Michael Keaton Batmobile did, yeah, because they went. If you if you watch the Michael Keaton Batman movies, he wasn't <laughs> above killing somebody. He threw guys off of the roof in some of those in the, in the at the beginning of the movie when he was fighting the guys on the top of the roof. He threw a couple of them off the roof. So I uh, want to say hi to uh, Abigail out there this morning. Good morning, Abigail. Uh, Warsaw says, "Who's better, Iron Man versus Batman?" They're almost the same guy. It's just uh, when you get into the 60s and that because of the comics code, they toned down Batman. Iron Man hadn't come out yet. So, and Marvel was pushing the envelope. So they did a lot more adult storyline with Iron Man than what DC was doing at the time with Batman. But if you go back to the original Batman, they were almost the same guy. Except the, the main di the one difference, Batman didn't have the armored suit that Iron Man did. They were both extremely rich, both genius-level intelligence, and both used their money to, for their gadgets and whatnot to fight crime. So, I mean, it, they're almost the same guy. They both had drinking problems. I mean, it's... So, if you, if you want to look at it, Iron Man is basically Batman with an armored suit that flies. So, Old Crankman wants to know, would it be abnormal for me sometimes in a while and randomly eating in the cafeteria in a hospital and looking around? I don't know about all hospitals, but I do know the local one here. People do eat lunches in the hospital cafeteria. Occasionally, just there's an outside entrance and you can, public can come in there and eat, so... I don't know about looking around so much. I'm sure there's places in the hospital you can. But, uh, yeah, we've got some people throwing the hashtags out there already. Uh, Skullcram says, Coffeyville was just on the border of both Kansas and Oklahoma, not far from the Missouri border also. That's, uh, that's true. Tony says, I've been in Coffeyville. I've driven, driven through it numerous times. Uh, Defense Dad said, Iron Man's better. He didn't live with boys. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sam said, both rich billionaires that chose to become superheroes. Now, Skullcram says Stan Lee was a real superhero. Yes, he was. Warsaw says, uh, Rich, they also had woman problems. That's true. Yeah, but a different making. Iron Man, because of his drinking problem stuff, had commitment issues. Batman was just using women, and Bruce Wayne was a womanizer. Totally different situation between the two of them. 
So uh, Abigail says, I'm partial to Marvel Comics. Uh, Tony said, the hospital my wife works at allows people to come in for breakfast and lunch. And uh, out there on Twitch, we have uh, Slipper When Wet is out there. Good morning from the Twitch side of things. Don't have a whole lot of visitors out there. It's always good to hear from somebody. So uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to get in on the uh, drawing, that's hashtag EBC. I need to change that crawl because it says one forty-one. I didn't update my ticker. Let's fix that real quick. Shame on me. Still has last week's, and that's not going to get you anything. Now it's fixed. Okay. All right. So uh, back to the comments here. Let's see. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA wants to know, how is the hospital food? Good? Bad? It uh, depends on the hospital. Uh, the one here is actually fairly decent. Uh Skullcrim says, Playboy was a good look once at a time. Key clubs. Oh. Slipper when wet says, Mad Sexy, Gizzard Gary. Oh, okay. Hi, Mad Sexy. Uh, G23 says, Gizzard Gary, John Moses Browning is the true hero. Mm, you're not wrong. He's uh, definitely old, one of them. Old Crankman says, I eat biscuits and gravy there. I love biscuits and gravy. Uh, Ozzy is out there this morning. Says, good morning, Cluckers. Good morning, Ozzy. Uh, Triggerfish45 says, why don't chickens wear diapers? Hmm, I don't know. I got a feeling there's a punchline coming up here somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, DM Foss, fresh from the overnight, says, the artwork of Jack Kirby. Now, I stayed up and watched part of the overnight for about, oh, 45 minutes last night. And then I had to give it up because I actually drifted off for a while. Yeah, I, I did not. You know, but, of course, I had just came off of doing a four-hour show of my own. So <laughs> I was ready for bed at that point. Yeah, you did have a, you did have a marathon going on. Oh, wow. Just got the punchline. And the punchline is because their pecker is on their head. Good one. Good one. You all right there, Rich? <laughs> yeah. Fell out of his stool there, I think, or something. <laughs> uh, it was just my headset. I got to get a new one. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So Warsaw wants to know, <laughs> is it a bad idea for a duck to mate with a hen? Mm, far be it for me to judge. Do they do that, I guess? I'm kind of ignorant. I don't know. What do they call a female duck? I don't. I know a drake is a male duck. I don't remember what a female duck is called. Uh, I guess we get ducking babies. I suppose so. DM Foss wants to know, is Slipper when wet a Bon Jovi tribute? You'd almost think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, that was the album that had their best song ever on it. 
Well, that's true. Now, the question is, which song am I talking about? Hmm. Well, the obvious answer would be you give love a bad name, but... No, that's not the one I was thinking. Let's see, Clovertex out there, he says a female duck is still a hen. I was thinking that. <laughs> he says, no, it's not a Bon Jovi tribute. It's a reference to a lady. That's the thing is the YouTube side can't see his responses, so I have to put them on the screen. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you guys can talk back and forth to each other. Uh, G-Web says, trick question. There's no such thing as a female duck. Well, that makes it kind of hard for me to reproduce, so I suppose. <laughs> I, I guess I should give you the answer to what I think is their best song. Okay, what is it? Wanted Dead or Alive. Mm, that's a good one. That's fair. I like that song. So do I. Uh, Chris Winsett said that was the first tape I ever bought. By the time that album came around, I was heavy into MTV, so I watched a lot of those videos there. Uh, old Crankman says, I tell you, I gave my sister three vacuum cleaners and she broke them. I gave her one yesterday and I hope to God she doesn't break it or I'm through with her. I gave her four chances. <laughs> Man, she's tough, tough on the vacuum cleaners. Uh, Warsaw says, Clover Tech, what do you call a duck chicken half braid? I have no idea. Let's see what Clover says to that. Uh, Slipper When Wet says, MTV is a joke now. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't they been have, good in ages. Yeah, they have been for over 20 years. Yeah. It's been a mess. Yeah, you still have watch it music and stuff, and you could sit there and watch the latest cool stuff. But yeah, and then they got their hands on VH1 and they ruined it too. Oh, oh now he's now he's gonna get himself in trouble here. He said, "Old Crankman says I'm careful with my machines. Guess girls can't operate machinery." Boy, I hope Gunpowder Beauty doesn't show up out here. <laughs> well, Abigail, right here. Abigail's no. out there. Abigail might have something to say about that. Yeah, and if that were true, we'd have been in big trouble during World War II. That's true. Very yeah. true. Uh, let's see. Gunmetal Guy USA said MTV remote control ruined my college GPA. Probably not just you. Yeah, that was a good show. Yes, it was. Uh, DM Fawcett, I saw Richie Sambora in a concert in the 90s. He played Wanted Dead or Alive. Okay. Yeah, the, I think the best live performance is probably from the 9-11 tribute where it was just John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora on stage with their acoustic guitars playing it. I don't know if you ever saw the that performance or heard it, but that was really good. Uh, 
I'll get quite also. Really lost Gary. Gary, you there? <laughs> Oh, geez. He usually leaves Rubbish. me in charge when he takes off, so I guess I'm in charge right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, he usually that, uh, lets us know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So with that in mind, I guess we'll, we can go back to the comic book so, thing. Uh, best superhero performance. You know, I gotta get with that one. I gotta go with Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Iron Man. Like I like that. That movie that was good. Yeah. Well, the whole series, the, the whole MCU with him playing Iron Man, and he was the perfect guy. Like he said, if you want somebody that's going to play a drunk, get somebody that was a drunk. Yeah. 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 He understood the character and all that from that perspective. He's like, I was Iron Man without the armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I was looking over some of the old comics and everything that Iron Man was going through in his personal life, that was me at some point in my life. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Abigail says Chris Hemsworth as Thor. So we got the female perspective out there on that. Uh-huh. By the way, I want to say good morning to everybody in the chat. Hope all is well. Hold on a second. <clears throat> About... Huh? Everybody's still here? Oh, yeah. yeah sorry about you? that. Uh, we had a uh, real quick uh, power flicker here. I oh. guess I don't know if a transformer blew or something, evidently enough to kick me off the internet for a couple minutes. So uh, uh -huh. sorry about that. Yeah, uh, we were just, uh, we, I kept things going. We were discussing uh, best superhero movie portrayal. I said Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, which, by the way, my wife agrees with me. And Abigail out there said uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And we got uh, Sam of Anarchy saying Michael Caine as Alfred and Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox was good as well. So and they got we're getting some different answers out there. Okay. All right. So let's see. So as far as comments, what have we addressed out there in the last couple of minutes? I see a lot of them out there. Uh, Clover says, as far as I know, when you cross a duck and a chicken, the hybrid is sterile, so you don't see them that often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see, Mike is out there, I see. 
Hi everyone, just popping in for a couple. Uh, let's see. Dean Foss says most animal hybrids are sterile, I believe. Uh, Sam said, yeah, when I guess you're going to guess either living on a prayer or wanted dead or alive. Yeah. Okay. Skullcram wants to know, why am I singing May a Bird of Paradise Fly Up Your Nose? I'm not real sure. No clue. DM Fawn says it's now the one percenter in the morning chat. <laughs> <laughs> briefly, briefly. Uh, Gunmetal Guy said Downey hit the very bottom and bounced to the very top with Iron Man. Well, his, his uh, <coughs> role in um, Tropic Thunder is what got him to part in Iron Man. Sam says uh, Michael Keane as Alfred was the best and Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox was excellent too. Yeah, but they weren't the superhero. I, I was specifically looking for best superhero point. But yeah, they were those as uh, backup characters and stuff to the story. Yeah, they both did a good job. Clover said, I like Hemsworth in just about anything. He is hilarious, but don't care for Downey in anything other than Iron Man. So that means to me, Downey is probably the best at his particular role. Uh, Abigail says, favorite DC movie character was Jim Carrey as Riddler. He plays crazy people well. Yeah, pretty much. Same with William Defoe, also him as a Green Goblin in Spider-Man. You want to uh, see something funny, you want to see Jim Carrey in the mask. That oh, thing yeah. is hilarious. Tony, Tony said uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, I'm going to be honest, and I'm probably going to get some flack for this. I did not care for Heath Ledger as the Joker one iota. I thought he sucked as the Joker. Tony says you don't got a generator? No. Not in the apartment building. My, my wife just, uh, I don't know if you can hear in the background, just said Heath Ledger only won the Oscar for playing the Joker because he died. Probably true. Clover Tech said, we watched the new Thor Friday. Pretty funny stuff. Gave a lot of screen time to Korg, which was nice. Also a lot of cameos. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're into old school Batman, History of Gotham, etc., definitely watch the show Gotham. Worth it. Good series. Yeah, yeah Gotham was good. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said Chris Hemsworth jumped the shark in that Ghostbusters movie that shall never be named in public. Uh, Travis Tease out there says Gotham was the story of Batman villains. Yeah, Triggerfish brings up Stephen Amell as Green Arrow. Yeah, Stephen Amell did a good job as Green Arrow on the show Arrow. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said, oh yeah, Hemsworth could have passed on that Men in Black fiasco. Uh, Abigail said, Ace Ventura Pet Detective had Cannibal Corpse. Uh, Clovertech says, William Defoe in Boondock Saints, an amazing role, and as far as Jim Carrey, he plays crazy good because he is crazy. Go listen to his interviews. He was amazing back in the day on In Living Color. Yeah, that's where I first got introduced to him. That was funny. If you're old enough to remember that show. 
Uh, Clover yep. says Ghostbusters Afterlife is pretty darn good, by the way. Really did the franchise well. Yeah. Um, Abigail says both the, the the first two Boondock Saints movies. Yeah. The, um, my Shield. You know my Smith and Wesson MP Shield. I mm-hmm. have the backplate. I replaced the polymer one with an aluminum one that has the tattoo from the Boondock Saints. Anybody that's seen the movie knows what tattoo I'm talking about. Liam Foss says, hmm, can you pronounce that? Is that Take a Retiti? Something like that. <laughs> Directed the Thor Love and Thunder and voiced Korg. He gave himself lots of screen time. Uh, Clovertech says what T Y T D Way T D whatever it is has done a lot with the MCU and also Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not uh, going to go to my thoughts on uh, what they've done for the MCU and Star Wars. Needless to say, my view on it and Clover's view on it don't mesh. <laughs> uh, Block Nine says Jim Carrey is a fire marshal. Bill, I believe it was on Saturday Night Live. I liked it when he would jump out the window. Let's see. Uh, Sam Vanarchy says Gizzard Gary Chadwick Boseman, RIP, was excellent as a Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, a, from all accounts, was a very humble person who did a lot of work with children and stuff, too, behind the scenes. And didn't, didn't publicize it like uh, some of these uh, stars do, trying to make a name for himself. He very low-key would just go and do things to help kids and whatnot. Abigail says, my fiancé and I are both Star Wars nerds. There's a lot of them in this community. I'm not one of them, personally. I am one of the very few that is more of a fan of... uh, the Star Trek universe and I am Star Wars. So we can talk Trek all day long, but uh, most people out there are of the Star Wars universe. PA Reloader is out there. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Clover says, there is a difference between what Disney has done to the MCU and Star Wars and what the directors slash producers have done. For the most part, the latter have done a good job. That's a matter of opinion, and I'm not going to go any farther (laughs) than that. Uh, Tony says, Trek here too, Gary. And uh, we have another panelist. Let's uh, welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. Uh, Wayward Son Custom is with us today. Good morning. Morning, Wayward. Morning, everybody. How's everyone doing this morning? Not bad. You? Uh, Doing pretty good. We're talking, uh, we're talking superheroes uh, in the movies and in the comics and stuff like that. Do you know anything about that stuff? Well, a little bit. I'll try to keep up. Abigail's asking favorite Star Trek captain. I'm probably going to get a lot of grief for this one, but I tell you what, once I got into like the Dominion <laughs> War and stuff on Deep Space Nine, I really started liking Cisco. 
Um, I'm kind of a Picard guy myself. And I'll probably be in the minority there, too. Uh, not a big fan of James T. Kirk, personally. <laughs> He's kind of egotistical. <laughs> but I guess that's <laughs> what it takes to be a starship captain. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Crankman says, I'm addicted to Mario. I even wanted to get every Nintendo console to play every Mario game. I liked Lieutenant Worf. He was very oh, yeah. Worf, fun. Worf was Straight to the point. Captain Hardon, of course, Kirk. <laughs> uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, question, are anyone here really going to try to be an actual in-the-theater patron on a large-scale post-cough-like past moviegoer levels? I've never been a one that really went to the theater that often to watch a movie anyway. So, been years since I've gone to see a movie. Yeah, we got two out here. Sam Van Arke says, okay, best actress to play Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, and Black, Win Carter. Black Widow. G23 says, well, y'all have a good day, but real quick, I want to throw this in. DM Foss wants to know, is Wayward Son Custom going to carry on? A joke for Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let him answer that. Well, I mean, that is part of my tagline. I mean, you know, watch your six and carry on. So, yeah, I guess I kind of have to, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Gunmetal guy says Scott Bakula was his favorite truck captain. See, I have a theory about Scott Bakula. Remember when things got screwed up? Because remember, originally on Quantum Leap, Sam Beckett could only leap within his lifetime. But then him and Al changed places. And after that, he was able to go to different time frames. My theory is the reason why he never went home, because remember at the end of Quantum Leap, it says Sam Beckett never made his way home, was because he jumped into Captain Archer and totally screwed up Ziggy, and Ziggy can never pull him back again. That so he was sense. stuck as Captain Archer for the rest of his life. Everybody yeah. else saw Captain Archer as the real Captain Archer. We saw him as Scott Bakula. That makes sense. Uh, Abigail says Picard was one of my favorite captains. Okay. Yep. Uh, Defense Dad says, I like Kirk, but the Chris Pine version. And Tony said, I thought Pine did a good job. He didn't do too bad. Uh, right. Clover says, I'd probably go to more in-person movies post-cough than pre-cough. Now, Gunmetal Guy USA again says, Scott Bakula, my favorite Trek captain. Uh, old Crankman says VR is getting too real these days. People are going to mistake real life from VR. Hmm. G23 says I'm I'm out, not a sci-fi fan. Ah, oh, come on, man. Really? Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says lend a quarter to infinity. Yep, sir. There we go. Uh, Let's see. G23 enters a drawing, EBC 142. If I win, I will give it to PNW Woods. Okay. PA Reloader says, I'm definitely not a sci-fi fan either. Sorry. Uh, Abigail says, I grew up on Picard. Gunmetal Guy USA said, Quantum Leap was an all-time all favorite. Good aluminum foil hat theory. I like it. Um. 
It kind of reminded you of an old 60s series. Was it Time Tunnel? Was that the name of it? Yeah. Anybody remember that? Yeah, they used to show that on uh, reruns on um, MeTV late at night. I it it had some cool old-timey graphics in it. <laughs> Artek and Daughters is out there. Good morning. Morning. Uh, also, John Z, the New Jersey outcast, is out there. Look at all these people coming in here, entering the drawing. Always good to see John. Hopefully get him, get him into freedom land one of these days. Let's see. Defense Dad says, no one else is that old, Gary. Oh, come on. Rich knew what it was, and he's not anywhere near as old as I am. No, I, mean, I definitely am older than you are, Gary. <laughs> well, the thing is, with a lot of these uh, channels now that are out there on cable and stuff and YouTube and everything else, you can catch those old-timey series in replay. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, a lot of people who never had a chance to see it the first time. I liked Lost in Space. I thought that was a pretty good The pretty original? Cool show. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's... Yes, sir. That's an interesting series there. You have uh, basically the guy who used to be Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, June Lockhart off the Lassie series and and uh, um, Petticoat Junction. Yes. Yep. And, good looking lady. And, you know, yeah. and little known fact, she was also one of the children in the one iteration of A Christmas Carol because her parents played the Cratchits and their kids were all played by the real life kids. Now, Sam says uh, Scott Bakula was good in NCIS New Orleans, also starred Lucas Black that, paid, that played Sean in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh, John says Gary might be happening come September. That would be good. Abigail says last time I visited my dad, we were watching Riptide. No, Crankman says Chuck E. Cheese once sweared in a show tape from May of 1977. Wow. That I did not know. Artak and Daughter said Enterprise was good. Yeah, the thing that was weird about Enterprise was if you look at all the other series and the movies, the theme music was always an instrument, uh, you know, the symphony-type instrumental. They... Flip the script on that one with Enterprise. The song had lyrics. That's true. Mike White says, good morning. Been lurking for the last 45 minutes. Fair enough. Uh, Defense Dad says, almost time for work. Yay? I don't know if I'd yay about that. Let's see. We yeah. have... A picture sent to the show. Somebody's got their dog listening to the chat. So uh, I think we should put that on a screen so you can see even the animals enjoy the early bird chat. So this is from DM Fossey. He said, my dog Jack listening to the early bird chat with me. 
Well, hello, Jack. Hello. You look like a good boy. <laughs> Wonder if his ears perked up. Where's G-Webs? He likes the dogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's a trivia question. Yeah. Where did the theme music for Next Generation come from? I guess I don't, I don't know. know. Singer shot, you say you didn't know? No, I don't. Okay. What about you, Wayward? You know? Mm, no, not really. And Tony got it. It was the theme music for Next Generation was the theme music for Star Trek The Motion Picture. They reused really? it. Mm hmm. Hmm. G Webb said the music came from space. Well, kind of, sort of. Uh, Mike White says Jack looks like he can be a handful. Uh, Defense Dead said, Reminds me of my dog George. He was a good boy. My cat George. My cat George is a good boy, yeah. Artax said it came from the movies. There we go. Somebody knew. Yeah, but Tony got it first. Tony did get it first. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA said, I think Jack is eyeballing that chicken avatar as a snack. LOL. Tony said the final frontier. We lost single shot. Hopefully he'll be back. So, uh, I did get a package from uh, Wayward Sun Custom yesterday in the mail. He sent me a t-shirt I had won in a contest, along with a box of Kansas City Royals baseball cards. A big box. Once again, thank you very much for all that. Hey, no problem. Um, like I said, I back when I lived in Kansas, uh, the police department I was working for, they uh, the Royals actually gave those out to uh, all of us. And uh, yeah, I've never been a Royals fan. I was always I've always been a Cardinals fan. So um, I've just been holding on to them for years. Debated on selling them. Uh, I don't know how many times, but since they're a promotional item, and you know not commercially available it's kind of hard to know what they're worth or anything and you said you're a royals fan so i figured what the heck you seem like a good guy i'll, I'll hook you up well thank you uh our tech and daughter said jack lord turned down the original series i did not know that mm -hmm. um Old Crankman says, I think its name is Jack because he's Jack Russell. Well, along the lines of uh, Jack Lord turning down the role of Kirk, anybody know how Timothy Dalton got the role of James Bond? Or I should say why he got the role? Is that when uh, it was originally offered to Pierce Brosnan and he couldn't take it? Yep. It, it, they originally wanted Pierce Brosnan to do it. But because of his contract with Remington Steel, he couldn't do anything. 
along those kind of lines. Yeah, because Pierce Brosnan always wanted to fill that role, but they wouldn't let him out of his contract. Let's see. Defense Dad says, had to put down George about a year and a half ago. The damn cat Max that we got later is definitely not a good boy. <laughs> uh, my sore bicep is out there. Good morning, all. Uh, Ozzy says, Cardinals rule. Well. Amen to that, brother. I guess if I had to root for somebody in the National League, it would probably be the Cardinals. Let's put it that way. Now, my dad, my dad told me that uh, before we gonna, you know, the Royals came about in '69 when I was uh, nine years old, and he said before that, St. Louis Cardinals used to be pretty much, you know, most of the fan base around here were Cardinals fans. So. Yeah, he wasn't Skullcr much of an A's fan. So. Skullcramp said it's a strange watching Cardinals football in Phoenix. Yeah, well, they probably thought that in Chicago when the Cardinals moved from Chicago to St. Louis. That's true. But do you remember when St. Louis had two Major League Baseball teams? And where did the other one end up? I know the answer to this, and I cannot think of it right now off the top of my head. They were originally the St. Louis Browns. Yeah, the, as the Browns. I remember that part, but I couldn't remember the second part. Let's put it this way. Kingpin could tell you. Oh, the Orioles. That's correct. <laughs> they did much better there. St. Louis could not support two baseball teams. And uh, so they did not draw well. Well, they both had to play in the same stadium for one thing. So. Gunmetal guy says that Remington Steel wasn't that bad a show. There was um, one no, of the cable channels that we get was showing a marathon of that last Sunday. So my sore bicep says, what do all Star Trek captains have in common? answers but I don't know gunpowder beauty is out there I see uh, let's see Skullcramp said I've seen the Kansas City Athletics in the old stadium downtown wow and they left in 67 so wow uh, let's see. They were originally in Philly, weren't they? they went from Philly yeah. to Kansas City, then to Oakland. Yeah. Let's see. Artek and Daughters says Space 1999. Boy, that goes back a ways. And he's throwing out the big red machine. Uh, binge watching Adam 12. I remember Adam 12. Uh, AR Gun 1776 is out, uh, out there. Uh, 
Mysore biceps says they all have three ears, a left ear, a right ear, and a final front ear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, that's your groaner of the morning, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So in the giveaway so far, we do have eight entries out there. Well, if you want to enter the giveaway, that will be approximately an hour from now or at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Time. So if you want to enter... That is hashtag EBC142. Type in the chat. You can do that on all three platforms. <clears throat> so you can enter from uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. <clears throat> Skullcram says Kansas City Royals is named after the KC Blues. <clears throat> ah. Don't know about that. I know they didn't want to call them the Chiefs after the football team. They wanted something a little different. So they went with that. But uh, now when the Chiefs came to town in 1960, of course, they came from Dallas. Now, who knows where they got the name Chiefs. Are there any Kansas City people out here who can tell you that? Well, that one I don't know, but I can tell you what their name was before it was Chiefs. They were well, the Dallas Texans. They were the Dallas Texans, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know the story of where they got the name Chiefs. Of course, they didn't want them to be called the Texans when they came to Kansas City. That yeah. wouldn't have fit too well. So they had a contest. And uh, it was fairly tight between Chiefs and, believe it or not, Mohawks was also up there. Obviously, a play on, you know, Missouri Hawks. But uh, there was a mayor in Kansas City at the time whose name was Bartle, and he was affectionately known by most as Chief Bartle. And so they named, they named the team after him because he was kind of instrumental in getting the Chiefs moved to Kansas City in the first place. Him and, well, of course, Lamar Hunt, who owned them back in the day. Uh, Tara Smith is out there. Baron SVG is out there. I'm awake for once, or again, I guess you should say. Uh, let's see. Gunpowder is bottle feeding nine baby rabbits. Their mom rejected them. <laughs> Babies are exhausting. Hmm. Ozzy says Chiefs Kingdom rules. Well, at least he's good for his football. Football, anyway. So, uh, Wayward Son, what football team do you root for? Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And then if uh, 
if they're not uh, playing the Bears, I'll, I root for the Bears too, just because you know, kind of the hometown team. But Seahawks, you're gonna get DM Foss excited about there out there. Yeah, when I was uh, young, for a couple of years, I lived out in Oregon, and uh, that was right when the uh, Seahawks came to be, but, um, back when they uh, were an expansion team. And, uh, yeah, so that was the closest pro, pro team to me, and so ever since then. So around here, I'm kind of a traitor. <laughs> so Skullcram brings up Bartle Hall. Yes, it was also named after the same guy. That is the major... Kansas City Convention Center. So, uh, there are one or two people who know anything about Kansas City at all. Let's see. Sam of Anarchy says, uh, aren't the Kansas City Chiefs centered around the Native Americans? Yes. I mean, that's obviously, if you're going to call your team the Chiefs, it's going to have a Native American theme. And that's been controversial for, of course, several years now. Tony says, good day, folks. Uh, DM Foss says, I wouldn't say excited, but maybe interested. That's fair. You don't find a whole lot of Seahawks fans outside of uh, the Seattle area, so. Ozzy said, I saw the Seahawks play in the Old Kingdom in 1979. I saw them play in Arrowhead Stadium a time or two. So, uh, let's see. Skullcram says, Kansas City Kings and I used to watch indoor soccer in Bortle Hall. Yeah, the old Kansas City Kings who are now in Sacramento. <clears throat> Another one of the sports franchises we've lost over the years along with uh, our hockey team, which is now in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. The Devils. Okay, Tim S. is out there. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Uh, we're just... Uh, we're just carrying on, thanks to Wayward Son here. We're all carrying on. So, DM Fuss said the kingdom sucked. Don't know anything about it. Well, I do, but I don't. I mean, I was obviously never there. I know the history of it. But they didn't have much. I did some... I have watched a documentary on the uh, on the Milwaukee Brewers back in their inaugural season in Major League Baseball because they came they came into MLB at the same time the Royals did in '69 as an expansion franchise. They were originally the Seattle Pilots, and they played in this old stadium called Six Stadium which was a small minor league ballpark. And this place was way too small to host Major League Baseball, and it also had the annoying habit of late in the day when they got a whole bunch of people in that stadium that the uh, 
toilets wouldn't flush anymore. So there wasn't enough water pressure to even run the showers and stuff like that. So yeah, the pilots only lasted a season in Seattle. They didn't draw well at all. <laughs> so they ended up moving them to Milwaukee after one season. And so it was after that that the people in Seattle said, we need to build a new stadium, we need to build one quick. So that's that's how the kingdom came to be. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, never been anywhere west of Texas, but my favorite basketball team was Seattle Supersonics. Or sneakers from them. Wore sneakers from them through high school. Uh, Tara Smith says, I'm a pissed-off Oilers fan. The only game I care about is if the Texans beat the Tennessee Traders. And if they beat Dallas, that's good, too. But I work for a living, don't see much sports. Yeah, that's a weird view for somebody who's an Edmonton fan to come up with. <laughs> uh, DM Foss says, Six Stadium is now a Home Depot. There is a plaque commemorating the pilots at the Home Depot. Interesting. Yeah, I, wonder, uh, I, wonder, I wonder how many people out there got the reference that I just made. <laughs> Brian Bridges is out there. I kind of crossed sports, you know, like Ghostbusters don't cross the streams, you're not supposed to cross sports, but I did it anyway. Okay, what did you say again? I said, you know, Ghostbusters, you're not supposed to cross the streams well. The people say you're not supposed to cross sports well. I did it anyway. Okay, but what did you do before uh, that crossing sports? Oh, her um thing where uh, she said about being an Oilers fan and you know, not liking the and liking when the Texans beat Tennessee. I was like, that was a weird... Uh, Point of view for an Edmonton fan to take. Oh. You know, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, there you go. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, that was that's digging deep, Rich. Uh-huh. That's digging deep. Uh, Ozzy says hockey is not a real sport. Uh-oh. That'll... Uh, yeah. Try for, have you ever played hockey? <laughs> hockey is definitely a real sport. Uh-huh. Are you a hockey fan, John? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What team? Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, at least he gets one team right, finally. <laughs> I'm a Pittsburgh native, so, you know. Here we go. <laughs> hey. you, can't, you can't deny the history, man. You got Super Mario. You got uh, Yager back um, when he was... Uh, Halfway decent, Sid the Kid, Malkin. I mean, come on now. I the list goes on. Yeah, Michael Hurtnex out there. He threw out Blackhawks. <laughs> hey, everybody throws out the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Ozzy threw out the Blues. There you go. The blues is that this is that how they feel after they lose? I'm I'm confused. A lot of people don't don't realize this anymore, but they both the Blues and the Pens came into the league the same year, and they were in the same uh, division, and they were actually uh, early rivals of each other before they split them up. 
Yeah, I actually don't have anything against the Blues these days. Uh, really can't stand Detroit, though. I, oh, I don't no. like the Red Wings. And, no, of course, I don't like the Flyers. No. Anybody outside of Detroit can't stand the Red Wings. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody in Detroit can stand the Red Wings. I think it's just like a default, well, we can't go anywhere else. We'll go to see them. Well, it's, it's, it's the Red Wings or the Lions at that time. I was going to say, they probably <laughs> say, well, at least it's not the Lions. Oh, yeah, at least, at least Detroit wins a game here and there. <laughs> yeah, not lately. Well, that's true, too. Uh, Mike Zagori threw out Let's Go Blues. Yeah, we got some Blues fans out there. All right. <laughs> uh, single Shot's coming up. Member for 12 months out there on the Gizzard Gang. Wow. Thank you. Congratulations. Hard to believe I've had supporters out there that long. So you think Tampa Bay is going to go down as the hockey team that's going to be just full of asterisks? If you look at all their Stanley Cup wins, they've all been in a season that's been screwed up in some way. First one that they won was a lockout year, and then the la the last two they won were COVID related seasons being all screwed up. They have yet to win the cup in a regular season. I don't keep up. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't keep up on hockey near as much as I used to. Back when I was. Married to a gal from St. Louis who was a huge Blues fan and Cardinals fan. So, uh, yeah, I was I was obliged to be a Cardinals fan back when uh, McGuire was making his run for to beat the Babes record, whatever year that was. And I actually saw a game in the old Bush Stadium the year before they tore it down. So never been the new one. Is that 99, 2000? Possibly. Possibly. I, I know I actually saw him when the Cardinals came to Kansas City. We had tickets for all three games and... Uh, I saw him launch a, launch a ball or two out of uh, Kauffman Stadium. Skullcram wants to know what was the Topeka hockey team's name. Uh, that, of course, would be the Scarecrows. The defunct Topeka Scarecrows. They were a CHL team for about two or three years. Here, here's an interesting little fact hockey fact. The Penguins, Blues, Flyers, and a couple other teams all came into the league in 1967, the first expansion year. That also was the last year the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Wow, that's a long time ago. Uh, Mike Zagari said, Blues won their first Stanley Cup in 2019. Took them 52 years. 
Yeah, took him a while. And my Chiefs have uh, won the Lombardi Trophy twice, and they were 50 years apart from each other, and the Royals have won the World Series twice, 30 years apart. So uh, if you're a Kansas City sports fan, you have to be patient. <laughs> That's just... Yeah, go, going back to the thing with Toronto, they are the only original six team not to have won the Stanley Cup since the 1967 expansion. Skullcram has only been twice to see the Coyotes. Tara's been homesick, got nothing done, woke up like I'm going to clean everything, make coffee, and go to bed. Better today, COVID Part 3 sucks. Never should have been a trilogy. Two thumbs down. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Skullcram says the Coyotes are threatening to leave Glendale, Arizona. DM Foss said the Seattle Metropolitans were the first American team to win the Stanley Cup. Really? Did not know that. Oh, and we got a bot out there. Uh, let's make them go bye-bye. How about that? <laughs> uh, Motor Racer Chris says, auto ignition failures suck. Uh, Michael Hurtnick said, it took the Chicago Cubs 108 years to win the World Series. Yeah? But uh, going to Skullcram's uh, comment about the Coyotes threatening to leave Glendale. Well, they can't go back to Winnipeg. Somebody already beat them to it. Maybe they can go to Quebec. They can become the Nordiques. <laughs> Hartford. Yeah, no, the way. Yeah, they can become the Whalers. I miss the Whalers. I actually used to kind of dig them. They've never been my number one team, but I, I used to root for them every now and then, especially they when they cool. They had a cool looking logo, the yeah. whale fluke with the. Yeah. Well, I was fairly young back then, so I think that's the main thing I liked about the Whalers was their, uh, was their logo. But uh, always been a Penguins fan. Um, never really been a big fan of any of the others, but uh, uh, I, I did kind of, I did kind of dig the Whalers when they were still around. I also kind of like the smaller market teams. I just like, I think it's pretty cool whenever you see like uh, Hartford beat, say, a New York team or something like that. I just, uh, I like underdogs. And uh, so I think it's kind of cool when the small towns beat the uh, big old cities. Now, Skullcram says, it's hard to find ice hockey fans in the desert, LOL. Probably. Explain the LA Kings then. Uh, DM Foss says, it has taken the Seattle Mariners 45 years to never win a World Series. <laughs> Still don't come close to the Cubs, though. Yeah, they got a ways to go yet. Toronto's halfway there. 
There are some places it's got to be tough to be a sports fan. Cleveland comes to mind. Uh, PA Reloader says, I was a diehard New York Rangers fan. Really? You must have been fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> PA and being a Rangers fan? Ooh. Brian Bridges says, not as bad as the Barons. Cleveland. Yeah, poor Cleveland, other than the Cavaliers. It's really about the only thing they've had to get real excited about for a while now. Poor Browns fans, especially. Indians have been close a time or two. They almost won the World Series a few years ago. Well, Cleveland can all—they can always live vicariously through uh, the major league movies. I mean, at least their team did something in um, in those movies. Mm -hmm. So even if they don't do anything in real life, they've, they've always got that to fall back on. They just need Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, they need Wild Thing. That's all. <laughs> it's all in the haircut. If they would just get the right haircuts, they'd win. They have won an NHL—not um, an NHL, an AHL championship. So that—that's something, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't even know if they still have an AHL team. To be honest, but they have won the AHL title. Forget whose farm club they used to be. I don't know. I miss minor league hockey around here. I used to love to go and see the Scarecrows games when they were up in Topeka. I don't know if Wichita still has a team or not. Uh, BS is out there. I do know this much. Um, people that say they don't like hockey or they just can't get into it or whatever, um, I, I don't think that it's, – it's one thing to watch it on TV, but until you've actually gone and seen an actual – and I'm talking like with good teams, not like a couple of scrub teams – but well, even with scrub teams, it's not bad. But if you anyone who's I've ever taken that's never seen a hockey game live, anyone I've ever taken to a hockey game walks away a fan because they for some reason it just doesn't translate to TV as well as it does in real life. I mean, you don't really get appreciation for the speed and the skill these guys exhibit, and a lot of people just think it's a bunch of you know goons fighting and stuff. But they they don't. When you see it in person, you can really see the the level of skill it takes to to maneuver around on those skates and hit all those shots and and you know the strategy and everything. You you really get a better appreciation for it in person. I, I played a, hockey. It's a far better game to watch in person than it is on TV. That's for sure. You get, like you say, you get to see plays develop and stuff like that, you get a better understanding of how the game is played watching it in person. Plus, you get the occasional fight, which is fun to watch, and you get basically two half times. Oh, the, the best fights <laughs> are goaltender fights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a goaltender, but I never, I never got into a fight with anybody. And I got the knees to prove it, by the way, that I was a goaltender. My, knee, my right knee is shot. DM <laughs> Foss says sumo is the same way, totally different in person than on television. Wow. You mean it's not really two fat guys tossing each other around? <laughs> Bellies? 
you know, they have different weight classes. You get into the lower weight classes, and those guys are jacked. Where do you go to see live sumo wrestling, I guess? Sumo halls over in Japan. Well, I don't ever get over to Japan. So. Yeah. The, the big one over in um, Tokyo is Korakuen Hall. They Korakuen Sumo Hall. And they also host uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling events there, too. But there's, a, there's a few different events spread around us. Uh, or arenas for around Japan for sumo. Now, one sport I just never really have gotten to be a huge fan of is uh, what we call soccer here in the U.S. And I played that in, you know, in grade school and stuff. And I even coached it a little bit. But as far as watching it, it's not the most exciting game in the world. But that's just me. Well, I subscribe to the George Carlin theory on that. Soccer is not a sport because it has dots on the ball. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, it, outside of the U.S., it's the most popular sport in the world. But I just haven't really gotten into it. So George Carlin's at fault for why a soccer ball now looks more like a volleyball? Well, I can't speak intelligently to that. I just remember that. I just remember his bit on what are and are not sports. I do disagree with him on hockey, though, because he says hockey's not a sport because you use a puck. And so I do disagree with him there, but I can I can support him on the soccer thing. Yeah, that, that George Carlin get hit with a slap shot to the face and see how he feels about that puck. I got the flat breach of the nose to prove <laughs> to show that that's no fun. So Skullcram Skull said, my second time watching the Coyotes, I got to see a shootout. But, uh, Gary's probably heard the story about what happened with my nose with the hockey puck. I was, you know, the coach blew the whistle, you know, take a break. I took, my, I lifted my helmet up to take a drink out of the Gatorade water bottle. Turn around and some smart ass shoots the puck right at me, hits me right square in the nose. I went straight down to my knees, blood pouring out on the ice. And somebody never was back on the team again after that. That was the last time that guy was ever at practice. <laughs> so DM Foss said there's no weight classes. I saw it in Tokyo. Only weight classes in the US version of Sumo. Yeah, they got weight classes over in Japan now, too. And uh, recent, BS uh, says it's called football. Yeah. Yeah, but they've, they've talked about that. Uh, there's, they just came up with a, there's a You got the main um, league, I guess you could call it over there, and then there's another um, league that just started up not that long ago in Japan with sumo, and they have different weight classes. Because they didn't think it was fair for the really small guys to be going against the really big guys like what the other one was doing. So they came up with a weight class system. I think if you had midget sumo wrestling, that'd be fairly entertaining. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> my twisted mind. Yeah, they, they may have took the U.S. the idea of it and 
they're in the new uh, league if they're starting up over there. It's only been a couple of years. I think they started it right before COVID. Tim S. said, hey, I thought rugby was called football. What the beef? Mike Zergari said, Clint Malarchuk got his juggler cut by a skate while playing gold bled like a stuck pig. Check it out. (laughs) Rugby. Rugby's a crazy sport. I'll, I'll watch that during the Olympics. Now, TMS says, oh, I'd pay to watch a midget sumo. <laughs> midget sumo. <laughs> BS yeah. said, that show starts at 8 p.m., Gary. <laughs> Heck of a deal. So, not to not to throw a wrench in things, but has anybody gotten any new guns lately? Nope. Or got any they're looking at? No better. Oh. Um, yeah, a couple. <laughs> There's always something I want to get. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's see. In the last month, I've gotten... Um, well, when, when we were at Thunder on the Prairie, I kind of caught the CZ bug. So, I have a CZ Shadow 2 on layaway, but I've also gotten a CZ PO7 and a CZ P10M. That I have, uh, I haven't even got a chance to get them to the range yet, and I've got. Uh, let's see, I bought a uh, Live Free Armory amp pistol. It's a Glock clone, and so I'm gonna. I bought all those and plan on doing reviews on those, but I haven't got them done yet. And then uh, I just uh, built a custom Sig P320. That uh, the video is uh, up on that. Um, it's the Atomic Sunshine build. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten a couple here lately. Now, you mentioned the Live Free Armory amp. Now, uh, the Gun Snob and uh, C4 Defense and Obnoxious One, all three have that. And yeah, that's actually what... Um, their videos are actually what um, got me interested because I've used... You know, I, um, for those that aren't familiar with my channel, I do a lot of a lot of custom builds i mean that hence the custom in the name but uh a lot of my a lot of mine are glock platform you know uh different custom builds not just like on glock frames but all the different frames and slide configurations and everything and so i've used live free armory slides uh, a few times in the past and so i've i've always thought they were a good uh, a good bang for your buck uh company good quality decent price point and everything and then when I saw their videos, C4 Defense and Gun Snob and Obnoxious One, I saw their videos on the complete pistol. I thought, well, hey, I got to try that out. And I got one for uh, about $250 less than what you uh, what they're advertised on Live Free Armory's website. So I thought I got a pretty good deal. So um, it was like 425 bucks. Yeah, that's that's my P10C right there. When I see, I, I don't have the P10F or C. I have the M, the new uh, single stack, the one that competes with the G43. Right. Yeah, I, I was just looking for a pic, picture. I, I don't have a picture on my computer, but I have a video on my other channel. <laughs> so that's that's my P10C right there. It's, now, uh, the P10M, does that have a rail on it? or? Um, no. Okay. Actually, does it? I just got it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's the one I was kind of looking at too. Um, I will say this much: I've 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 held it in my hand and you know kind of pressed out with it a few times, just kind of get a little bit of a feel for it. And that's about all I've done. But I will say this much: the texture on it is super aggressive. Uh, it's like needles on your skin. Wow. So I'm hoping that wears down after shooting a, a few times and and everything, or I just get accustomed to it. Maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I've become less of a pansy. I don't know. That that P10C right there, that is a pack driver, and that is my son's favorite gun to shoot on my. Oh yeah, I, I um I love CZs. I just I'd never really I don't know. I, I guess I had forgotten how good they were because it'd been a while since I the last time I shot one was several years ago, and that was a, a CZ seventy five, and then uh, when we got the uh, Thunder on the Prairie. Um, Travis P11 is like, hey, you got to shoot my shadow too. And so I did. And I was like, oh, got to get one of these. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I just uh, go through the entire line? Just go all in. So that's kind of what I'm doing. So, so what is oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say hi to Pat in a bunker. He's out there in the chat. Uh, Old and Armed said he bought a 365XL a couple weeks ago. Uh, I have one of those. DM Foss says, guns? People don't like guns, do they? Uh, yes, they do. Uh, I disagree, Gary. They don't like them. They love them. <laughs> and then and then he says, old and armed, I like the 365XL a lot when I shot it. Uh, BS says, and I thought this was a knitting channel. No, sorry, it's not. Uh, Ozzy says, looking at a Savage Axis 350 Legend for 2023 deer season. And uh, you started talking about CZ, so you have woken up the Scottish American, formerly known as the Crazy Scotsman, who uh, throws out hashtag CZ life. Hey, see, see, I'm I'm of Scottish heritage too, so hey, there you go. The 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 magazine that's in there, in that CZ, that's supposed to be a 17-round magazine, but it's actually an 18-round magazine. So Block 9 says, putting a Colt AR-15 with 20-inch barrel on layaway. So, uh, yeah. They, they label these as being 17 rounds, but this actually has 18 in it. I guess they can't count very well in the Czech Republic. It only goes up to 15 because so they just put an extended base plate on it and didn't drill any you know, witness holes for how many rounds are in it. There you go. So old Norm said I had the 365X before, but the XL handles recoil much better. Oh, speaking of CZ, I also happen to be wearing my CZ hat. Well, how about that? High capacity freedom, says the Scottish American. Oh, and uh, Gary, I did just do a quick check. <laughs> the CZ P10M does have a uh, rail on the front. And I also forgot, I got a really good deal. So this may be something you guys uh, are interested in. Um, but... Locked and Loaded, which is a uh, a uh, gun store not too far from where I'm at. It's about an hour from where I'm at. Uh, they have a really good sale going on. You can buy. Uh, they have a big online presence as well. 
they do a lot of uh, a lot of high volume but uh they have their beretta apx a1 carry pistols which are basically about the size of a um, glock g43 and around that size frame single stack but they have those on sale they're normally uh $399 they have them on sale for $299 and then beretta is offering a hundred dollar mail-in rebate so you wind up getting a brand new beretta for a hundred bucks basically um for 200 bucks basically so you get because you get 200 off and so i did just pick up one of those as well tms has got to go check y'all later glad to see you in here Mike Zagori says, got a CZ P07 and a SIG P226 in the last two months. The bank is empty. Uh-oh. Uh, DM Foss says, the metric to standard conversion makes it 18 rounds. Well, there you go. That explains it, Rich. Mm -hmm. uh, Warsaw Patriot says, every gun in America's history and ownership is a weapon of war, like the M1 Grand, the 1911, the M9 Beretta, the list goes on. So, uh, does that mean the Altor pistol is also a weapon of war? Wow. Um, I'll even go you one better. If you think about it, if uh, in World War II, your your trench is being overrun by a German, and all you have is your e-tool, you know, your shovel, and you um, crack them in the head with that and, and everything, technically that's a weapon of war because you use that as a weapon in war. That's true. So that would also go to if you had to resort to using a rock from the battlefield or a knife or, you know, technically, I guess if you punch somebody to death on a battlefield, isn't that a weapon of war, too? Yeah. I think so. You, you saying rock reminded me of the video um, Ian on Forgotten Weapons did a couple of years ago for April Fool's Day where <laughs> they put handles on rocks to throw them at tanks. Yeah, I saw that video or not, but that was funny. The amount of people that thought that it was serious was even more funny. They didn't catch what day it was when he put the video out. So Ozzy says, "Are you talking talked about locked and loaded in Pana?" Pana, yeah, yeah. Pana. That's right. Yeah, it's not. That's not that far from you, Ozzy. So, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, they have both uh, black and uh, all black and black and flat dark earth uh, multicolor. Um, um, they have a lot of them in stock, and like I was saying, the normal price is four hundred bucks. They have them on sale for uh, three hundred bucks, and then mail-in rebate from from Beretta is a hundred bucks. So you wind up paying two hundred bucks for brand new Beretta. So BS says that's an assault shovel. You need a tax stamp for that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an AOW, I think, is according to the NFA. I think yeah, so. any other weapon. Uh, Scottish American says rocks have been weapons of war since the Stone Age. I think so. Skullcram says I like the old war movies with Tommy guns. Now, the Scottish American says, got to watch out for those assault shovels. They account for 95% of all bodies buried. <laughs> all right, so that was a pretty good dad joke there. I, I actually like that one. 
Skullcram says black shovel. Yeah. Scary black shovel. Scary. scary. That's going to be my next endeavor is black shovel coffee company. <laughs> you plan on burying black rifle? Our coffee is to die for. <clears throat> oh, I love it, Gary. Hey, a silent partner? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Uh, Sam of Anarchy says, Gizzard Gary, anything with a mag or blade is an assault weapon to the anti-gun clowns. Skullcram says, just do it. Warsaw says, okay, if nobody's pistol whipping you, is that an assault pistol? No, because it's not doing anything. Nope. My pistols have not assaulted anybody. Yeah. I could put assault on them if I wanted to. Or pepper, as far as that goes. Uh, BS says, cats have been used when the catapult was invented. That's well, true. Yeah, one thing they got right... Uh, interestingly enough, there's a lot of things they got right in Monty Python and the Holy Grove. They would catapult dead animals over the wall of a castle that was being besieged. The original germ warfare. Wow. Skullcrim says they want to take away your musket ghost gun. But if you, you watch all the movies that were ever done about Camelot and King Arthur, the only one movie ever got the armor right. And that was Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Sam says, my guns or knives never hurt anyone. Well, occasionally I've cut myself with my own knives, so I can't say they never hurt anyone. <laughs> uh, Skullcram talking about the cat says, stinks too. Yeah, I imagine so. I don't think you'd want anything catapulted over onto your side, but... Definitely not dead animals, but I can see that being very effective. Uh, Skullcram says hammer bite. Well, yeah, okay. I have been bitten by a hammer a time or two. Warsaw says the founding father never had AR-15s, but their intention for the Second Amendment, if I can read that correctly, was to have the same weapons as the military. Musket against musket, and in modern day AR 15s versus M for car still the same. Uh, well, with one with one caveat though, um, technically, an AR 15 is not the same as an M4. See, the military they still have the ability to go full auto anytime they want to, and they have tanks and stuff. And we're not, um, although we're allowed to have tanks, the ammunition isn't exactly readily available for the average civilian. And uh, we have to pay extra money to get full auto. So yeah. I, 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 I get what I get where you're going with that, but uh, they still have an advantage right now as far yeah. as the way our laws are written. Yeah, you pay a two hundred dollar tax tip, you can have a tank with a fully operational one hundred and twenty millimeter cannon, but then each of those rounds individually needs its own tax tank. Right, and how much is a round for those? 
yeah. kind of cost prohibitive, I would say. Yeah. Well, the tank itself is cost prohibitive too. <laughs> Might be. Have you looked at the sticker on a Abrams tank lately? Yeah, I think I think that's why most people, if they if they want to go uh, heavy armor, they actually kind of go light armor and get APCs, and uh, then they can at least uh, they may not have a uh, cannon available, but they do have a uh, they do have at least a, a mount for a well, machine gun that sort of thing. That depends on which vehicle you get. You can get a striker with a hundred and five millimeter, well, or you can get the Bradley with the twenty five millimeter. That's true. I'm just saying most of the ones I've seen, they try to go as, you know, they try to get ones that are more budget friendly. And so they get ones that are like more like true armored personnel carriers with uh, limited assault capabilities. So I guess one of these days they're going to have to come up with a website like Tank Max or something like that, where you could go and price different tanks and come up with a good deal. Oh, there are sites that do that. Yeah, you can, there are websites where you can go and price tanks and other armored vehicles. Yeah, I think there isn't there one that's something like uh, like uh, drivetanks.com or something like that. Along those lines, and there's the auction site. There's auction sites there where they sell them and stuff too. So DM <clears throat> DM Foss says my PPK takes a blood sacrifice every time I shoot it. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I've been wanting to get one of those little uh, British armored uh, scout cars. Those things are cool. Skullcram says there is a tank just down the street from me, and Sheriff Joe had his own tank. Uh, Gunmetal Guy USA says, has anyone here sent a rifle to, or a friend sent a, a lever rifle to Wild West Guns Alaska or any similar type gunsmithing company locally? In lower stated for tuning trigger jobs, rails, etc. Nope. No, it's say I have. Have not. Uh, DM Foss says I would be happy with a twenty millimeter Bushmaster on my Honda Passport. There you go. Poncho Fit says, "Get yourself a BMP. Have a nice drive in the country." Yeah, but uh, that might be hard to do with the sanctions on Russia. Might be. I mean, BMP two with that thirty-seven millimeter auto cannon would be cool. Warsaw says, "I heard the Chinese military now got a new tank, Type ninety-nine A." Uh, Scottish American said, "I saw PA change their Turkey laws. No more black powder." Or any other weapons except for shotgun and bow. Really? I'm not surprised. PA's always had weird hunting laws. Like, you could uh, use a semi auto shotgun to hunt deer, but you couldn't use a semi auto rifle. Uh, Skullcram said Powers Electric would purchase old tanks, remove the gun turrets, and use them to build high power lines in Arkansas. Hmm. Uh, Scottish American said they say the population is in decline. Hmm. Ozzy says I'm looking at an A-10 Warthog. 
Yeah, but that'll be another one of those. Uh, each round needs its own tax stamp because it's 30 millimeter. Sure would be fun, though. Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> you quickly go broke. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be rich. There's a lot of things I'd do if I was rich. No pun intended. Well, I guess that I guess that those uh, at those prices, I guess it's just a matter of you buy one and you just got to make sure it counts very <laughs> <laughs> wisely. I guess. Yeah, pe people think fifty caliber is expensive. We need got a price of thirty millimeter. <laughs> twenty millimeter is expensive enough, which is why I do not have a twenty millimeter rifle. Well, see what. Here's what you could do: you uh, you convert it to where uh, you know, kind of like you get the uh, the uh, can and golf ball launchers for ARs and stuff. You get build a conversion for the tank where you can shoot like you know, like five pound uh, um, food cans and stuff. You know, send some beef stew uh, hurling out a couple thousand feet per second or whatever. That would be cool. DM False wants to know, can you bait turkeys with stuffing? Every year I find them together. <laughs> uh, Skullcram says, rich? Nobody wants to be a Richard. That's not true. Uh, G-Web says, I have swarms of A-10s above the house all day and some nights. We used to have them fly above the one place we lived at. Rich says, or Ozzy says, Rich, you forget, I'm a printer. And he's got a bunch of dollar signs there. think he might be implying something mm -hmm. slightly. Yeah. For, for those uh, who may be watching who are employees of the federal government, the views and opinions of Ozzy Orsborne are the views and opinions of <laughs> Ozzy Orsborne only and do not reflect the opinions of the panel or anybody else in the YouTube chat. That's true. <laughs> uh, Smeggy42, the snowman is out there. Morning, Maggie. Uh, Sam of Anarchy says, Gizzard Gary, I have a scar on my finger from where I cut myself with one of my knives, but no permanent damage. Uh, yeah, I was cutting open. I had a bag of uh, 1,000 rounds of, uh, of 9mm that I bought off. Uh, well, you remember Foose, right, John? Oh, yeah. Uh, I bought, there were some of his uh, practice loads that he was selling. And uh, he had a zip tie on there. And I was trying to cut that zip tie loose with a pocket knife. And uh, that knife slipped and hit the first, first knuckle of my index finger on my left hand. And I had to go in for some stitches that day. That was fun. So, uh. Yes, uh, even a uh, even a dull knife can mess you up pretty good. Smeggy says Foose is great. Yeah, he's a good guy. We saw him at Thunder on a Prairie. For you guys that's even thinking about it, they're going to do it again next year. Uh, definitely recommend, if you can, make plans to attend Thunder on a Prairie. We're going to try to get more people in there. And you can hang with guys like... Uh, like us and uh, go out and uh, enjoy some freedom on the Nebraska Prairie and 
Yeah, yeah. they're even doing two days next year. Yeah, I know. Well, well. That's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait. Rich, you ought to come. Yeah, it's hard to do with my wife's work schedule and not being allowed to drive or anything. You could catch a ride with somebody. I'd, somebody would have to be going out that way. Well, that's generally the way it works. That's how you catch rides. But yeah. I'm not going to hitchhike all the way out there. You could. I don't know how you're going to carry your guns if you're hitchhiking. but Yeah, yeah you probably have to go across some states where... Carrying guns would be on the bunch. On the side of the road with your thumb out, and you've got like 19 bags of guns. <laughs> well, see, that was that was my thing going up there. Is I was like, you know, all I need is some backwoods sheriff to catch me doing like 65 and a 55. And next thing you know, I'm sprawled out on the on the uh, side of the road there and spread eagle while they're pulling 27 guns out of the car and a bunch of ammo and trying to explain that. Yeah, Smakey says Uber's a thing. Not around here. We don't have it. There is no Uber where I live or Lyft or no DoorDash. None of that. And yet the crazy part is Walmart has delivery through one of those services and they do it. But if you want to, as if you want to order something from DoorDash or one of those, they don't have service here, even though Walmart uses them. Go figure, right? So, uh, Rob D., New York Outcast, is out there. He says, we need an East Coast get-together. And then G-Web says, do people on the East Coast shoot guns? Honcho <laughs> uh, Fett wants to know, where can you find the details for Thunder on the Prairie? I don't know if they've got the schedule up yet. I would check with uh, either Travis P11 or Defense Dad. Maybe one of them jumps in. Maybe they could give us some info later because I know we need to eventually, they'll eventually get that up to where you can schedule it. I don't think it's out there yet. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, as fast as he'd give me a ride, I'm guessing that would be in the Danger Mobile. Which, which would be cool because it flies. Now, Smeggy says, catching a car is easy with guns. Just show them you have cool stuff and they even let you drive. <laughs> yeah, as, as far as the schedule goes, I was actually on Nebraska Shooters' website yesterday, Gary, because um, I, uh, I sent them a care package, too. And uh, so far, they st I, I checked their schedule. I didn't think there'd be anything on there this far out. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing on there, but I assume it would be, probably be the same as last time where you schedule on, on their website, you know, go to their class list, and it would be listed there, I imagine. Yeah, I did look myself, to tell you the truth, and I didn't see it either. So, uh, G-Web says, if you ask a buffalo, they know all about Thunder on a Prairie. Yeah, I suppose they do. Uh, BS wants to know, so who will be delivering my gun stuff if UPS is out? I don't know. I do not know the answer to that question. I'm I'm not 100% positive, but I'm fairly sure that uh, the whole UPS self uh, stuff has uh, kind of self-corrected. And uh, 
I know I haven't had any problems at all getting stuff from UPS, um, including things that go bang, bang, and pew, pew, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Now, G23 says USPS. Old and Arm says FedEx. I don't think USPS is going to be delivering any firearms. They uh, they deliver pistols, I believe, but not long guns. I don't know. It's there's it's kind of weird how they do stuff. So um, some things the post office will ship, and other things they won't. I think long guns you have to use UPS or FedEx, and then pistols you you can use the post office. But I could be wrong. Travis T says FedEx service sucks, but they move guns. Ozzy said, I just checked my calendar tentatively scheduled for June the 3rd, 2023. And GWeb says, USPS will ship guns with an FFL. And uh, Single Shot is back with us. Damn, and two phone calls there. Smeggy said, I heard UPS walk back their statements and was just trying to figure out what the new ghost guns regulations were. Warsaw says, I ordered a neckerchief off Etsy and I'll be using it as if I was in Afghanistan or use it during the cold winter to keep me warm. I can also use it to pack up one of my handguns. Okay. Uh, Olden Arm said my FFL uses FedEx. G23 says USPS will ship from FFLs. Uh, Rob D says the post office will ship guns. Uh, GWeb says UPS lets regular people, but usually need to go to their main office in the area. So, uh, there you go. We've got people who know far more than I do about this stuff, but we are getting close to giveaway time, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Warsaw wants me to check my email. We can do that after the giveaway. Uh, The hashtag is EBC142. We only have eight entries, 33 people watching on YouTube. So uh, if you want to get entered in the drawing, now's the time. You can enter on uh, the YouTube chat, also on Facebook or Twitch, any one of the three, or all three if you've got accounts there. Yeah, Warsaw so. is asking about DHL. DHL will ship. Uh, that's debatable because DHL is technically a branch of the German post office service. So, yeah, I'm not sure if they would or not. I may have to refresh my giveaway tool here. I don't know if I need to redo this since my power went out or what. Block 9 is asking if my license is medically medically unable to drive due to my vision. Got Little Miss Random out there in YouTube. And JMonty1738 is out there. Uh, Warsaw is dragging out his alt accounts to order. Uh, G-Web says, I mean, if y'all want to waste your time, go ahead, but we all know who is going to win again this morning. (laughs) 
Now, G-Web says one foul territory the past two weeks, so he is on a winning streak, so beware. Uh, Rob D's already saying rigged, and we have SS Pawn is out there. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you again, Stan. Now, Stan was out there at Thunder on the Prairie, too. Hello, Stan. Stan's a good guy. Oh, I have a new follower out there on Twitch. Somebody's going to try to get a back door into the drawing. We have 19 people out there in the drawing so far. DM Foss says, Rich has laser vision. Very dangerous for other drivers. Now, what I have is a complete and total lack of depth perception. That could be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honcho Fed says, back door, what back door? Smeggy says, I'll be happy if I just see my name. Most time I don't even show up. Now, we try to make this drawing fair. I don't have anything to do with it. This is just the StreamYard giveaway tool. So, uh, hopefully it works. We have 19 people entered, 36 watching. So Mike Zagori put EDC142, that's EBC as in early bird chat 142. So Olden Arm says ditto on the depth, depth perception. Smeggy says the StreamYard duck hates me. Skullcram wants to know what are we drawing? Do I need my own pencil? We are drawing for a prize package. We're giving away a Gizzard Gary 3-inch channel sticker and channel magnet both, plus a sticker which is a representation of the early bird chat thumbnail. And I'm going to throw in a Fuster Cluck sticker from Radical Firearms. So, uh... Sam of Anarchy says, if I win, give it to Rob. We've got 22 entries out there. I'll give you another minute or so, and then we're going to hit the button. Ancho Fit says, you can win swag, just do it. Why would anybody give anything to Rob? Come on. If Rob wins, I'm going to throw in a Glock sticker. Because we all know that Rob... <laughs> Rob loves Glocks. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he absolutely loves them. <laughs> Honcho Fett says, I like to take the 2A-related stickers and put them on vehicles that clearly sport the left. Fun times. <laughs> so he goes around putting them on every Subaru he can find? Is that what he's <laughs> Prius. Uh, John Z says, if I win, pay it forward to anyone who hasn't ever won yet. Gosh, there's a lot of people who've never won one of my drawings. Yeah, that's going to be hard to do, John. (laughs) Okay, we've got 24 in the drawing. 37 people watching. Wow. 
Come on, everybody get those hashtags out there. Mike Zagari tried again with hashtag EBC space 142. You need to take that space out. So hashtag EBC 142. Uh, Skullcram says UPS trucks will support NRA bumper stickers. That's a good idea. Uh, DM Foss says, I know Rob's lady has a big sparkly Glock sticker. That's true. Uh, Rob D says, Gary gives out your phone number to his last one night stand as a prize. That's not true. Uh, G23 said, Gizzard Gary asked Rich White to show you the picture of Rob's new firearm. Gary was in the chat last night when you sent me that picture. <laughs> Uh, Buck says, if Rob wins, I want to see a video of Rob putting the Glock sticker on his safe. Me too. PA Reloader says, what do you have to do if you win? Uh, just send your uh, mailing address to my email. That's all you have to do. So you need to enter the drawing. You type in pound sign EBC 142 in the chat. That's how you enter. And then if you win, then you send your mailing address to me, and I magically get stuff to you in the mail. Keith Gregory is out there. Stan says, if I win, give it to someone who hasn't won yet. Your choice. Smeggy42 says, if I win, give that all to me. I'm greedy. <clears throat> Rob says, my target could use another sticker. We've got 26 people in the drawing. Skullcram's got his in there. Mike Zagari got it in there, right? So uh, I think we're pretty close. Do you think we could get 30 entries? Or we got 26. Give you another few seconds, see if any new ones show up. We are at 11.04. All right, let's go ahead and hit the button. Good luck to everybody who entered. I saw Smeggy on there, so I know his picture went by. And it looks like Warsaw Patriot is our winner. Rigged. Or his alt account of Warsaw Patriot Woodworks. Mm -hmm. So, Warsaw, if I could get you to send your mailing address to me at winner, W-I-N-N-E-R, at gizzardgary.com. Winner at gizzardgary.com. Send me your mailing address and I will get that to you. So congratulations, Warsaw. I know you're a first-time winner. Good to get some new fresh blood out there. So G-Webs wants to know, question, what's the most number of people to have been entered in a Gizzard Gary giveaway? <clears throat> there were over 30 on Friday night. Yeah, I think close to 40, not quite 40. All right. 
So anyway, let's go ahead and stop sharing this screen. And uh, real quick before we go on, let's take care of a little promotional stuff here. A little bit of a word for uh, a good website that uh, we like to patronize called Gear Websites. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. And always remember, every Friday is Free Patch Friday at GearWebsites.com. So buy a patch and get a patch. So uh, definitely buy cool stuff at GearWebsites.com at the link I put out there in the YouTube chat. And uh, real quick, uh, there's another company I'd like to uh, call out for attention here. Uh, in honor of uh, New York Outcast, Rob D. Here's a little place we call Arnell Displays. Arnell Displays creates beautifully handcrafted wooden firearm display kits that give you endless options to display your firearms in different ways. With an interchangeable magazine design, you can effortlessly go from a wall mount firearm display to a desk or table stand. Also now available are pistol display stands. All products are handcrafted in New York, USA. So remember, visit rndldisplays.com. All right, so those are American-made uh, rifle and pistol stands. So uh, definitely pick some of those up and use code GizzardGary so you get fifteen percent off your order. And we've got another, we've got another bot out there. I've got to take care of real quick. Looks like somebody may have taken care of them already. Uh, Rob D says that's his favorite part of the show. I would think oh. so. Yeah, New York made. That They don't get much more American than New York made, that's for sure. One, one band bot. Uh, uh, uh. Two, two band bots. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, uh. They've been bad lately. They are hitting a lot of the chats and stuff like that. Warsaw said that's the same bot Uncle Jim was dealing with last night. Yeah, I'm sorry for all the people who wanted to check out those uh, dating sites and stuff like that. You'll have to go somewhere else if you actually want to click on the links and check out their sites. Uh, DM Foss says, what kind of free patch? Eye patch? Tire patch, patch for jeans. I suppose you could use them for whatever you wanted to. Uh, now, G23 says, still not sure that New York is really part of the USA. I do believe it is. Uh, Warsaw says, check your mail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot he sent me something earlier. So, uh... Okay, let me see if I can get this website up and I will share it with you. So hold on just a minute. So this is the Neckerchief. 
Morsal was talking about earlier. Vintage military-issued men's neckerchief. You need to get you one of those, Rich. Nope. Yeah, he could uh, wrap it around him and sit on top of his doghouse and pretend he's Snoopy fighting the Red Baron. <laughs> I ain't got a doghouse. That won't work. He says cheap and awesome. Yeah, it's not very expensive. Now, I do have one of those uh, schmogs that you can wrap around your head and stuff. I got to find it. It's stored around here somewhere. Uh, G-Web says, ouch, those used to be three for three dollars or something like that. I have the modern version, the uh, the Gator. <laughs> I have lots of different Gators left over from COVID and stuff like that. Those are Believe it or not, those are pretty darn handy in the uh, in the winter time, and sometimes, sometimes even in the sun, just to keep the sun off your neck and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yep. G Web says that is like t-shirt material. We we got those for rags, bandanas back in the day. Uh, Honcho Fett said, we used the OD green neck gator in the army. Worked pretty good. Yeah. Foswitz note, there was a lovely purse to match it. <laughs> uh, Smeggy says, I keep getting calls from people who want to sell my house. Wow. Lock them. Lock them. Garbage. <laughs> Uh, Rob says, we're in America. No reason to try to blend into the Middle East. Unless you're in the Southwest like you was just pointing out. <laughs> he said, that tan works out here. We got dust and dirt. Warsaw says, I'm a coyote khaki type of guy. I also love navy so, blue. So did Warsaw just admit to sneaking people across the border illegally? I think maybe so. A coyote. Yeah. He said he clearly said I'm a coyote. <laughs> he did. Maybe he's implying that he's a super genius. Who I was a shovel of the taste. Yeah. A genius who keeps buying from Acme. <laughs> Chases roadrunner around. Yeah, chasing a malnourished bird. Uh -huh. <laughs> Coyote Brown, he says. Okay. So, uh, Warsaw says, not a smuggler for the illegals, Rich. <laughs> so, we've had some pretty interesting chats this weekend. I know we talked about the overnight last night, and, uh, G23 had some good stuff going on. A lot of different stuff, and there's going to be some tonight, <laughs> aren't there, Rich? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had an interesting 
show on my channel last night too, Gary. Yes, there was. <laughs> it started out being wrestling, but uh, I turned it on towards, well, it was probably, I thought it was towards the end, but turned out it was nowhere near towards the end. <laughs> I turned it on expecting to, I was just going to say hi, because I'm not much of a fan of the wrestling, but it turned out not to be much of a wrestling chat after all. And uh, actually went on for quite a while. And yeah, it did end up being interesting. I'm glad I turned it on. But uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about a little lot, bit of everything last night. Little bit of everything, kind of like this show, except it was late at night. So you probably got a little bit more, more liberal with the topics, shall we say, than <laughs> I tend to do in, in this. Let's see. Skullcram says two guys get pulled over here for speeding and they discover nine people they are smuggling. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, G-Webs was, almost was awake for a part of the overnight. Okay. I meant to watch most of it, but I found out about 30 minutes into it and then I woke up and I was about an hour and a half into it. It's like, I better go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Patreon at Dark, whenever he jumps in on the Saturday chat, as a joke, always asks if we're talking about mud wrestling, jello wrestling, oil wrestling. And the one night we actually were talking about that because we were talking about the Attitude Era back in the 90s, he shows up late and completely misses us talking about the oil and mud and jello wrestling and <laughs> stuff that they did back then. But, uh, yeah, there should be some good shows today. I know I don't want to spoil Rich because I'm sure he wants to do a promo himself later on, so I won't talk about it too much except the fact he does have a show. Uh, the Scottish American should be doing, I would think, uh, foreign and domestic tonight too. <clears throat> Deacon Foss says, I think I slept through most of the overnight too. Uh-oh, that's not good when you're the host. That, that could be bad. Yeah, Rob out there says, me and my drunk guest always crack him up. Well, you, you were the drunk guest, Rob, so you had to be cracking yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Uh, Huncho Fit says, I use the 511 Rush 24 backpack in OD Green. Great travel pack. Three-day go bag, etc." Honcho Fett says, I contributed to the overnight discussing the SCOTUS and some 2A rulings, but had to tap out around 2 a.m. Warsaw says, by the way, what's your favorite backpack, Gary? Hmm, you're going to ask me for brand names, and I don't know that I can tell you. Uh... I honestly can't. It's in the other room. I don't I don't think I even have the brand tag on there anymore. So I know I got it at a gun shop, so uh DM Foss says I'm gonna do a chat tonight to make up for missing last Wednesday and next Wednesday's chat because of work. Uh oh, you may have some competition there, Rich.
He can take King, uh, Midnight Spot. Oh, that's right. He could. He could do. Well, Midnight's old spot was 9.30 Central. So, uh. Um, John Z says, I have that three-day pack from that online store a couple years ago. Good bag, but a tad weighty empty. I have so many backpacks. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'll bet you I have at least half a dozen backpacks around here. Various sizes, shapes, some of them with one strap, some with two. Uh, some of them don't are, have any. Some of them are tan, some of them are camo. I'm kind of a backpack fiend as far as that goes. Yeah, I've probably got about six or seven also. Uh, I tend to lean heavily on Kanai Pro gear. Um, I also like Maxpedition. And then I have some that uh, are less tactical in nature, more gray man, different uh, brands. Yeah, I wish I could remember... I could remember for a fact what mine was. If I did the research, I could probably tell you, but uh, you caught me off guard, Warsaw. Uh, Warsaw says, check your email. I'll show you my modded backpack. Well, okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Wow. That's kind of impressive. Let's take a look at it. Let me zoom in on this just a little bit. Whoops, that's too close. So he says, my backpack with my IFAC medical kit on the right and extra storage compartments I've added. Yeah, that's not too bad. Looks like a good quality pack. All right, so back to the chat. Let's see. What have I missed? Let's see. Uh, DM Foss says 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. metric. Okay, so my time, that would be 9 o'clock. Uh, Rub D says DM doesn't like starting till us troublemakers are busy or in bed. Okay, so we've got another panelist. Let's welcome to the panel, Smeggy. Good mor morning, afternoon, where, wherever you happen to be. Hey, morning, guys. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Morning. Going all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ozzy says, looks like it's going to rain most of the day, so I think I'll go to Rural King. My wallet is getting fat. May have to solve that problem. Yeah, that's true. 
Honcho Fettnell says security in this sense means safekeeping, defense, and protection. Infringe simply means to trespass or violate. In this case, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be violated. PA Reloader says, I need a good backpack for hunting and something that I can bring in my tree stand. Any suggestions? Rob D says, I've always been a fan of Eastpack backpacks. Backpacks, they work well for rugged stuff and come with a lifetime warranty. Yeah, man, I've, I've been going down the rabbit hole recently of like ultralight backpacking stuff, even though I don't ultralight backpack. Like, I'm a gear junkie that just likes learning about stuff, but never actually like doing the things and not buying it. Like, I do all the research. And then never end up getting it. But there's, I know there's a lot of good like backpacks out there that is, is like looking the backpacking community kind of thing because they're designed to carry a bunch of weight with the internal frame and all that. Well, now here's a good backpack that DM Foss sent me, and he said this one's great because no one will know that it's tactical. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like one my daughter had when she was a kid. She was a Dora the Explorer fan. Yeah, I'm not sure that one would hold up quite as well as that one of Warsaw's we saw. <laughs> oh, I like that though. <laughs> I mean, there there is definitely something to be said about like the whole gray man thing. If you're cruising around with all your molly hanging out everywhere and all a bunch of tactical this, that, or whatever. I mean, I guess it's kind of like open carry in a way, maybe. Like, if there is some kind of shenanigans going on, maybe people will leave you alone, and so it's like kind of a deterrent. But also, I think it does kind of put a target on yourself, whereas if you just have a laptop backpack, people aren't going to think there's anything valuable in it. They're less likely to jump you for it. So Sam of Anarchy says, long as those coming across the border contribute to society instead of being a waste of space and not wanting to work, nothing we can do wasting money putting up border patrol stations isn't working. Um, let's see. Brian Bridges says, if SCOTUS did their job, shall not be infringed under no circumstance, therefore no laws to prevent money, card prohibit anything. Uh, let's see, Warsaw says, talking to PA, Rebo Gear is one of the makers on Amazon. Rob D says, probably about $100 on average for a normal-sized bag, yeah. He says, they normally aren't cheap, but they can last a lifetime. If you get a good one, they will, that's for sure. But I think it's good to have more than one backpack because use them for different things. You just grab the one you want at any given time. But it does become an addiction after a while because you'll buy this bag and then you'll see this new one. It's like, ooh, I want that one. You go to gun shows especially where they have all the bag salespeople out there. Wanamaker, they've got a bunch of stuff. 
Jason Stewart is out there in the audience. Says good afternoon, everyone. Jason, you know you you, you can you can always like recycle your bags too if you you know it's kind of like old hol holsters and stuff. You can pass them along to a friend and maybe give someone a deal if they're looking for something like uh, you use it a few years. Yeah, that's what G-Webs is saying. Buy good stuff used. Yeah, you can certainly do that. Yeah, especially because, like, the whole point of good is that it's, it's probably well-made. So. Now, Warsaw says, the nice thing about tactical backpacks is webbing. You can add extra pouches like I did and avoid $200 of spending. That's true. Yeah, that is that is an advantage of that. Um, one of the things to keep in mind, though, like the more stuff you have hanging off, is the more stuff you get like snagged up. So if you're just looking, you know, it's one of those things you got to be kind of realistic. I always like thinking zombie apocalypse type stuff, and yeah, I want to be geared out to the teeth. But if I'm just getting something that 99.8 percent of the time I'm going to use it. You know, on a weekend hike with the dogs or something. I don't want a whole bunch of stuff hanging off it that can snag on tree branches and all that stuff. So then you'd look for more like a like a backpacking type thing that's a little sleek and maybe you know like rip stop nylon or something like that so you don't have to worry about getting snagged up on things. Yeah, that's kind of goes back to my comment of having different backpacks for different situations and stuff like that. But uh I'm also a big proponent of having, I have so many backpacks just because not only for different niches for me to use, you know, like whether it's a bug out bag, a never coming home bag, a range bag, whatever, um, you know, all the different little uh, subcategories you have. But I'm also a big proponent of everybody in your family, whoever's in the household should have their own backpack and it should be tailored toward them. And so when I say I have like, you know, 15 backpacks, it's really the family has that many and I probably have like, well, I still probably have like seven or eight myself, but, um, so yeah, I think, I think you should definitely, everybody should be prepared. Just make sure you tailor, uh, the bag to the person that's using it. My four-year-old isn't carrying around like, you know, fire starting equipment and stuff like that. Um, stuff more tailored to her. So that's something to kind of we go on want to go down a little tangent is if you have that many bags, are there things that like you have the same thing in every single bag and that or are you more like you pack it up for what you're gonna use? I mean obviously a go bag you want ready to rock and roll if you just have to grab it. But like for me, and this is my one EDC tip is that uh, everyone loves fire starting stuff and we all know like in survival or in anything really like being able to make fire is a good thing everyone overlooks a, a big lighter like I, I have flint sticks and different tinder things and all sorts of primitive fire making capacity but i also just bought like a 12 pack of big lighters for three bucks or whatever and i toss a big lighter in every single one of my bags I agree with you there. I'm also a big fan of Zippos, too. Um, either one, but of course, you know, with Zippos, you also have to uh, make sure you have fuel for them. 
and and all of that. But uh, I, I was just going to say that I've never been let down by a Zippo. Um, and Bix are cheap and plentiful, and you can shove fifteen in your pack, and hardly even know they're there. So, yeah, I was, I was just going to mention that Zippo thing because I I recently found my Zippo. It had been tucked away in a pocket or whatever years and years ago. And I found it. I was like, oh, heck yeah, man. I, I forgot I had this thing. It was completely bone dry. And it's just from sitting there. It will evaporate. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, also it, with a Zippo, if that's, if that's what you want to carry in your fire starting kit, I mean, a, a thing of uh, fluid isn't, it doesn't take up that much space. I mean, you can get fairly small cans. And, you know, you can find a spot in your pack for it or even a cargo pocket on pants or something. I mean, so if you really wanted to carry a Zippo, it's not that size prohibitive to carry the fuel for it. It's just an extra thing you have to keep up with. Now, what you see on the screen here comes from Ozzy. He says, I got this. My Ruger 9mm charger fits perfectly. Now, is that these? Is that the Savior equipment bag? Or... I know Savior makes some nice rifle bags. The only thing you want to be careful, in my opinion, about backpacks is you can pack a lot of stuff in one. If you get one, if you get like, say, 70, 80 pounds of gear, how far are you going to be able to carry that? You've got to, you got to have something that you can reasonably carry and not break your back, or you're not going to be able to get very far with this backpack. So, yeah, put what you need in there, but don't get too carried away. Yeah, um... And also, uh, my bigger dogs, like I have a husky and a Labrador retriever, and we've got we just uh, we've got a boxer puppy that's uh, getting to be a little bit older now. Um, but uh, we have actually have like saddlebags for them. So um, if we ever um, if we ever go camping or we ever had to bug out or something like that, then stuff like a little bit of dog food, a little bit of water, a collapsible water dish, that sort of stuff for the dog. Um, you know we the dogs carry their own supplies. So that's something to keep in mind too. It fits on just like a little harness saddlebags on it. Do, do you remember what brand that is? So I've actually been looking for some bags for my dogs. And again, it's more so I, I like the idea of dogs carrying their own stuff. And if we're just going out for the day or whatever, I'd like to put, you know, food and water or something on each dog. That way they, they feel like they're doing something for one. It like, it makes them happy to be working. And then also, if I'm just going out for a couple-hour walk or whatever, that'll get them a little more tired, get a little more exercise for them. Um, I tell you what, I don't recall offhand, but if you give me a minute, I'll get back to you. I'll go and check uh, check what they are. But uh, we're actually looking at maybe upgrading, getting some different ones. Uh, I, I actually don't have one for the uh, boxer yet, and that's just because she's still growing, so I'm not sure. I, I can kind of guesstimate how big she's going to be, but um, I don't really want to buy money assuming and then have it be too big or too small for her and not be able to be adjusted. Uh, but, yeah, um, I'll, I'll go check, and I'll get back on here in just a second. 
Yeah, and that's uh, another thing that I have. Well, yeah, let me turn my light on. Um, for the dogs in the bug out type situation, I'm going to turn my camera on here in a second. I found this stuff, the Honest Kitchen. It's dehydrated dog food. It's like grain-free, whatever. Got a bunch of fruits and veggies, whatever. Um, this one box, there's a bag inside it. It's good for my two dogs for like a month. So it's just dehydrated. You mix it up with water. don't have to heat it or anything. And so I, I have a few of those as like my backup bug out type stuff. Huh. That's a, I'm in an area I have to worry about, you know, wildfires, earthquakes, that kind of stuff. It might be a, a situation where I got to grab the dogs and take off and leave the house. So it's nice that, like, I just grab a box of that. I actually have a duffel bag with all the dog stuff in it. And it's heavy, like you were mentioning. I wouldn't want to be carrying that duffel bag around. But my idea is, well, I'm going to take the bag and at least it has all their stuff in one place, grab it, throw it in the back of the truck. So I'm not really carrying it around like we're walking everywhere. But if I have to leave, I'm ready to go quick. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <clears throat> now G23 says, tell Smeggy that I made some of the ingredients in that dog food. And uh, John Brown Productions is out there. Good morning. All right. Um, as far as the saddlebags for dogs go, it's the um, off of uh, off of Amazon, and they were the uh, the the. It's a weird brand, but uh, decent quality. It's excellent. Elite Spanker. And um, honestly, I think they're on sale right now too. I think they're like 10, 20 percent off. Yeah, but there's, a, there's about like different types of harnesses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it acts as a harness and uh, saddlebags as well. But that's that's what we use. And then um, for harnesses, if we're not looking to carry food and everything, then we just use regular. Just regular dog harness or regular, you know, collar and leash. But for um, for uh, like them carrying their own stuff, it's the uh, excellent elite spanker. They're about thirty five bucks. All right, cool. Thanks. I'll I'll check them out. I'm always up for new options. That's I mean that's kind of what I was doing. I was just cruising around on Amazon looking at different stuff. But I do like that idea of making your dogs work for you. G-Web says, Oro's backpacks were made by a place called Roughware. <clears throat> we're talking about, uh, had a couple different people talking about buying a brick of 50 lighters off of Amazon. Warsaw says, also another thing that's handy is having a gas mask with a filter. Uh, I didn't realize uh, Warsaw was planning to take a trip to Snop sometime soon. 
<laughs> That's true. You're going to need something like that around that guy. That is 100% accurate. So we are... We are in uh, hour number three of the early bird chat. It's 11.38 central time here. Still got over an hour to go. So uh, <clears throat> if anyone out there would like a link, if you don't already have one, of course, my uh, Patreon members, my Patreon supporters and my YouTube channel members have a link. As do people who are on my uh <clears throat> on my Gilded server, but if you would like a link to the show, send an email to info at gizzardgary.com and I'll send you a link back in the mail. So, uh... You have to wait uh, for the mail? We send yeah. you an email and then you send us a letter with the link on it? That seems yeah. very inefficient. <clears throat> That's true. And it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, Warsaw says, Rich, if tear gas was being launched into the air, it's best to have a gas mask, especially if chemicals were ignited somewhere. Hmm. Now, Rob D says, I think it's a good idea for dogs to carry their own stuff. Good call, Smeggy. Will that work for a cat, too? Maybe I could make George carry his own food and water and stuff like that. And G-Web says, please name all the times when tear gas was deployed. Uh, G G-23 says, I don't get notifications from Gilded. No, I have the notifications turned off except when you're mentioned, so you have to go out and check the server. Uh, you can always just check it every once in a while. That's and true. All, the different, all the different servers you're on, like a little white dot will be next to it if there's a new message. So if you're OCD like me, I check every single server. And go, oh, something new. Okay, I don't care. Oh, something new. Oh, don't care. Oh, something new. Okay, I'll respond to that. Like, I have to get rid of all my notification dots. But it doesn't actually pop up on my phone. I have to open up the Gilded app first, and then I check all the things. That is true. Um, okay, back to, I wanted to, G-Web says, pro tip, you can get free Bic lighters anytime, just go up to a smoker and say, can I bum a light? They'll give you a lighter, then you have to run away, but since they're smokers, <laughs> <clears throat> I guess that, that makes sense. Um. Uh, See, Rob D says, DC is the most recent time I got gassed. Ozzy says, I have a gas mask and extra filters. Warsaw says, riots like when BLM was burning buildings down a while back. Gas mask also helps if fires are in buildings. So G-Web says, yeah, okay, next time I'm in a riot, I'll consider a gas mask. Ancho Fett says, wait, everyone here doesn't taser and tear gas themselves every month or so? Why not? It's fun and will help clear your sinuses. <laughs> uh, Rob D says, LOL, not all smokers are slow. 
Uh, G-Web says, that might be a thing, but respirators for fire are more than gas masks. Yeah, that is true, too. I don't have either one. And I don't, to answer to answer Honcho, no, I don't have a taser or tear gas to taser myself or tear gas myself. So I'm not going to taser myself anyway. It's bad enough I've had contact with an electric fence every once in a while. Tasering myself does not sound like fun. Uh, Warsaw says, gotta hop off. Gary, you all have a great Sunday. I sent you my mailing address, Gizzard. Yes, sir, I got it. Thank you. And congratulations. We got you. So anyway, we still have 28 people out there. At least on the YouTube side. I don't know about Facebook or uh, Twitch. PA Reloader says, gotta go, guys. Y'all have a great and safe day. You too. Uh, G-Web says, being on the third floor, having a gas mask would not be crazy, in my opinion. If you did have to walk down through smoke, it would help a lot. Yeah. Well, maybe I need something like that. Uh, I'd need to get one for George, too. I don't know if they make them that'll fit cats. And don't tell me cats are expendable now. That's my buddy. So. Just putting on a fishbowl. What's that? Just put George in a fishbowl. Poke some holes in the lid like you would lightning bugs. Put it <laughs> Oh, poor kitty. I'm going to say, you're going to put me in a fishbowl? That would be a pretty good-sized fishbowl for George. And of course George isn't expendable. He's not riding around in a PT boat. <clears throat> Heck no. A G-Web says they do make things for critters. Carriers with filters, you could rig one. Well, that's kind of like the fishbowl idea, but I think, yeah, something a little bit nicer <laughs> Because I got to be able to carry it too. Jason wants to know: Do they have a quick deploy mask for use against farts? If they did, Gary would have one. I would have them. one. Yeah, just just I'd, for when he has to go to shot show. Yeah, those twenty-hour trips out there with a uh, gun snob in his vehicle. Yeah, you need a mask of some sort. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to spend 20 hours in a car with anybody, let alone that guy. And I haven't seen him this morning. And I know he's awake because he sent a text before the show started. So He must have stuff to do. I don't know. So yes, Gun Snob, if you're out there listening, we're, we're talking about you. Uh, DM Foss said, Snob Tech brand gas mask. That's that's ones exactly. Yep. Those are industrial strength. that They have to be. Uh, my sore bicep says, maybe good deal on 1911s at center fire systems. Uh, Blem SDS Imports, Turkish. 
$945, shipped. Hmm. Might be a good deal. I don't know. I do need to buy another 1911 someday. I feel, I feel like I kind of have a weak game only owning one. Shit, I don't have one. You don't have a 1911? Nope, not currently. I have in the past. I just don't have one right now. Well, we got to get that taken care of. How many you have, I Wayward Son? I'm sorry, you caught me coming back from getting a cup of coffee. Uh, what was the question? 1911s. How many 1911s you have? I currently have zero. Oh, I, used, okay. I used to have 12 at one time. Oh, boy. And yeah. G23 doesn't own any 1911s. What is up, guys? Come well, on. I went, at one time, I had seven different Kimbers. I had a uh, one of the original SIG 1911s the, back when they were still called the GSR. And I had a uh, pair ordinance P14 and uh, one of the Springfield Armories, but I can't remember what exact model. I know it was an office, uh, a uh, commander size, but so yeah, I used to have like 10 or 12, something like that. Well, you got Jason's attention real quick out there, the chat. And Brian Bridges says, Blasphemy. And uh, now G Web says, I own zero working 1911s, and I'm doing okay with it. Uh, Ozzy says I have one 1911 and 10 millimeter. Uh, G23 says I don't own any 1911s. Oh, my sore bicep says never sell any gun. I know there's people like that. I've sold a few. Not a lot, yeah. but a few. Sometimes you, it's a choice between selling a gun or eating, so... Or you sell a gun to buy another gun, which I've done before. Yeah, that I haven't done. Or you get divorced and don't have a choice. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Right, there, there are legitimate reasons why somebody may have to sell the firearm, whether they want to or not. Uh, Rob D says G23 traded them for Russian ammo in 40s. <laughs> Jason said, I thought I was tough, but suddenly I'm crying in my heart out for you guys. Yeah, I know, right? Come on, Rich. 1911s are cheap. You can do it. Yeah, you know what I find funny, though? is, And like I said, I've owned several of them. I don't have a problem with 1911s. What I think is funny is when people try to give Glock guys crap, and they're like, oh, they're outdated. Okay, well... The 1980s versus 1911. Which one's really the outdated, uh, outdated um, technology there? Hmm. I got three words for you, man. Two world wars. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the that's always the response on that one. So. Man, I, I hate to pile on, but I don't have a 1911 either. And I never had one. So I'm even worse than some of you guys that have had it and then got rid of it. I've just never even had one. Not only does G23 not have a 1911, but if he won't buy one unless the company makes the 
inferior version that was not the one that was adopted by the army. Let's see, G Web says people who accidentally buy nine millimeters should sell them. Uh, G23 says, I will buy a 1911 when a company makes a true 1911, not the army adopted. Yeah, so he wants the inferior 1911, not the superior 1911A1. DM Foss says, I've never owned a 1911. And Well, you know, I like 1911s, but, uh, yeah, like, I've owned several, but I, uh, I've found other guns that I like better. I know that may sound like heresy, but there is one particular gun that isn't technically a 1911, but it is a 2011 that I would absolutely love to have, and that's a, a STI Staccato. And yes, it's not a 45; it's a 9 millimeter. And yes, I would prefer to have that platform in a 45 or 10 millimeter, preferably 10 millimeter. But that's what they make them in: is 9 mil, and that is a sweet, sweet gun. Ozzy said, I've never sold a gun, but I've gifted a couple to my kids and granddaughter. Yeah, that's different. Uh, Block9 says he sent me an email. Yeah, so I do have that email up here, as a matter of fact. So let me share what Block9 sent to me. And it is from Primary arms it says 24 hour sale take home your new ar-15 for just 399.99 for for 24 hours only primary arms has andro corporation industries bravo 556 16 inch ar-15s for only 399.99 this is an unbeatable deal on a complete ar-15 featuring a 16 inch melanite barrel with one to seven twist, a full 15-inch M-lock handguard, and a QPQ corrosion-resistant finish. This rifle is perfect for general-purpose marksmanship, competition, or personal defense. Just add your favorite iron sights or optic, and you're ready for the range. Interesting. So if you... If you've never had one, or you want a second one, or a third one, or a fourth one, or whatever, could be a good deal. I do not sell firearms. Just passing on something that one of my viewers sent to me. No link or anything like that. You'll have to find it. Just telling you about it here. All right. So, uh... John Brown Productions says, I have a video on my first 1911A1 on my channel. So check that out. Uh, my Sore Bicep says, 1911, grip safety, but no grip zone. <clears throat> Jason Stewart says, you are all sinners. <laughs> Ah, 
SM Sergeant Bulldog says, I have two full one-gallon bags in my truck to bring to my brother-in-law. I don't have a 45 to load them for. Uh, DM Foss says, G23 is waiting for the Arthur Fonzarelli 1911. <laughs> uh, Block 9 says, I have a PT-945 commander. Jason says, saying Glock in 1911 in the same sentence is like going to church and saying the devil ain't that bad. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tara says, okay, seems I can leave a comment now. Let me know if you see this. Also, follow me. Is that just in general? Like, follow her home from the store or something? I, I don't <laughs> the internet that um i think she's talking about following her channel uh our tech and daughter says 1911 or 1911 a1 two world war champs and uh john z says check your email this was my pack for the tulsa 2018 trip all right let's see what we got out there All right. Sharing the screen. He says, I found this under a lot of crap. Look into it, but not sure they still sell this model. Might help if I get the graphic off the screen so you can see it a little better. And let's see. Okay, so Bulldog sent up a couple pictures here. It says, just so brass. Then another picture he sent here that says freshly, freshly loaded. All right, so let's see. Sent you some corn. All right. Tara said, this comment is on Twitch. I'm also on Rumble and YouTube, all Tara Smith's kitchen. Well, there you go. So, we got kind of quiet out there, guys, so uh, we're going to have to find something to talk about. We still have another hour to kill here on the show. 
So, uh, I don't know. We haven't talked about food yet. What's everybody going to have for lunch today? Well, I just heated up some uh, mac and cheese and finished that. Now I'm eating some of the Danish butter cookies. Mac and cheese don't sound too bad. I still have half of a Pizza Hut pizza to eat for lunch. Supreme, of course. Yeah, I actually had some leftover pizza. I was just about to go inside and eat that. So thanks for having me on. I'll probably be listening, but check you guys later. Alrighty. Thanks for being here. Uh Rob D says I'm not seeing Tara's comments because uh Tara's making them on Twitch, that's why. See the little uh Twitch icon down there at the bottom right there. Now, if you go get on Twitch, you could see Tara's comments. Ozzy says, I'm not seeing Tara in the chat. No, if you're on YouTube, you will not see them. Honcho Fit says, sent you a Gorn email. Well, let's see what we've got out there. Ah, a little bit of 1911 Gorn here, I see. He says, here is my 1911, the SATRP. I did a review of it on gearreport.com. A nice looking gun. I like those grips too. Are those lock grips or are those original? I have some lock grips on mine that look pretty nice. See, G Webs is putting my Twitch link out there in the chat. Thank you. Jason says, start, so, I can't talk, sawdust and Pepsi with Marlboro for dessert. Interesting. Interesting lunch. My sore bicep says, I'm certain most of us will eat salads. Rich White says, John can't see the comments here either for the same reason. That means y'all need to hop on Twitch. And then you can see all the other comments. If you get on Facebook and Twitch, you can be on all three platforms. And follow all the chat. He said, those scripts are standard on the TRP model by Springfield. Oh, okay. Very good. Honcho Fett says, I added some OD green gun grips to my 1911. 
Bulldog says nice scales. And we've got another picture sent in the mail. From Aussie. He says Rock Island 1911. 10 millimeter and a baby rock in 380 ACP. So you got a big one and a little one here. With matching grips. Nice. DM Fuss says, I have a twitch in my arm. That's the only one I need. Smeggy says, I forgot I have cheese curds also. Breakfast of champions. Uh, Rob D says, who has time for all three platforms? Sam says, big brother, little brother. Yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much it. Smeggy says, I like the blue. Heck yeah. So, yeah, if you have pictures you want me to show, you can certainly send them. I mean, we don't exactly have Gorn here like we do on Foul Territory, but if you've got stuff you want to send us, by all means, send them. And uh, if it's fit to be put on the screen, we'll do it. Block 9 says Mexican scramble with sour cream and avocado. Sounds good. So, uh... Nice avatar you got there, Rich. What are we counting? We were counting bots earlier, remember? Oh. He's only counting the one? I thought I saw well, There were two. two. There were two. Yeah, he's only counting the one. But you, you got to oh. count the one before you can count the two. That's true. That is true. Unless you're counting backwards, I guess. <laughs> this also is true. Or counting by twos. This is true as well. But he could be multiplying. Then it's two times one, so it's two. And then two would be, the second finger would be four. Are we being binary now? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's uh, I think that's in style now, maybe. Uh, let's see. Rob D says I think Oscar's more Rich's style. <laughs> you calling him a grouch? I think you just got called a grouch. Mm -hmm. So Jason has sent us a little bit of stuff to look at here. So let's take a look. These are Colts we're looking at here. Look at that. Colt Gold Cup trophy. 
J- Jason just loves to show off that 1911. What do you blame him? <laughs> oh, I didn't say I blame him. I just said he loves to show off the 1911. And then there's another one here. Well, that's pretty darn nice, too. Mm-hmm. A cold government model. Both in the Lord's caliber, 45. Or 45 AARP, as some may refer to it as. Yeah, but keep in mind, nine millimeters older. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's only called 45 AARP when you're shooting it, Gizzard. <laughs> That's not true. Now, John Z sent this to me, and he says, uh, enjoy the Kurds. That's a different combination. Grapes and cottage cheese. That's John Z's lunch. So do you dip the grapes in the cottage cheese when you eat them or... Yeah, essentially, I've seen people eat all kinds of different fruits with uh, cottage cheese. Really? Mm-hmm. You dip them in there with your fingers or you use a spoon or what? <clears throat> Most people do it like a salad and eat it with a fork. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's different. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they'll throw some, they'll throw fruit and some uh, lettuce leaves together and you know, put a drop of uh, cottage cheese in the middle and then you eat the cottage cheese with the fruit and the lettuce. So Smeggy says, Brooke just put out a video about going to the Senate hearing on Wednesday. If anyone wants to go, contact her. That would be Brooke Cheney. At a great start shooting school, I presume. Uh, John says, I use a spoon, but I ran out of jello. Well, okay. Uh, Rob D says, Damn, John, I would have gotten you a real lunch, bro. Should have said something. <laughs> now, Rob's always telling people to eat salads. John essentially makes a fruit salad with cottage cheese and now Rob's telling me he would have got him real food. What's up with that, Rob? He's doing what you tell him to do. Now you're telling him he shouldn't do what you told him to do. So Smeggy says, can you please check Gilded? I shared the link but can't post it here. Sure. Let me look. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. If I can figure out how to copy it, that's see. I may have to open it just to copy it. I can do that, too, I suppose. Well, maybe not. Hmm. Technical difficulties here. I'll figure... Oh, dummy, do it this way. see if I can figure this out. I'm supposed to be somewhat technically literate. There we go. That link I just posted is to uh, to the uh, video. It's called Who Wants to Be Part of History by uh, Brooke Cheney. Would you like to experience a Senate hearing live and in person? So, uh, John Z says, Rob, it's filling and healthy and not bad tasting. So, G-Web says, so would it have been grapes and jello or jello and cottage cheese? And uh, Rob D says, cottage cheese shouldn't be legal. Wow. Uh, John Brown Productions says, did someone mention the 1908 9mm AARP? I don't think so. Uh, G-Web says, just think of cottage cheese as curdled mayonnaise. <laughs> not, 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 quite. Quite, not quite the same thing. Nah. Now, PNW Woods is out there, and he says, bacon is awesomeness. Had to counter all this salad talk. Well, you could crumble up bacon and put in your salad. Then you've got the best of both worlds, I think. Now, John seems to think I'm confusing him with Rick, but because he says Rob tells that to Rick. No, Rob tells that to everybody. Rob tells everybody to eat a salad while he eats steak and pizza. And uh, chicken fried steak. No. Well, he no, nobody will eat the chicken fried steak that Rob cooks. Yeah, Rob did such a bad job with chicken fried steak that his lady last night during my show said that she will never eat another chicken fried steak. He has scared her off a of chicken fried steak for the rest of her life. <laughs> so Ozzy says, if you live in Illinois, go to the GOA website and fill out the letter against the Illinois gun ban. I wonder if we have anybody else here from Illinois. <laughs> Maybe. Woods says, if you want to be mean to bacon, Gary, <laughs> I'm going to eat it. I don't care. It's funny, I was just talking about log grips a second ago, and here I just got an email from him. It says, we have just what you need. And it's got a picture of a set of 1911 Ridgebacks. <laughs> That's funny. Man, they read by mind. Now, on the, the chicken fried steak thing, Rob just said, That's what you get for making him cook last minute. So, 
is he alluding to the fact that he intentionally cooked the pet so that she doesn't make him cook last minute anymore? I still want to know how you mess up a chicken fried steak. Especially when it's frozen. <laughs> was it frozen? I don't know. I'm just I'm just giving Rob a hard time. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> Who eats so frozen fresh. chicken fried steaks? No, 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 no. <laughs> I love I want chicken fried steak. That sounds great. Uh, let's see. Jason Stewart says one should only eat bread if that's what it takes to get a 1911. There you go. Man cannot live on bread and water alone. But if you have 1911, you could go hunt things down and eat those. And as Squib would tell you, you can kill a deer with a 1911. <laughs> Wow, he see, he said it was frozen, but it was good frozen because it was Omaha Steak Company. So essentially, what he is saying is he not only ruined chicken fried steak, but an expensive chicken fried steak. I was gonna say he ruined an expensive chicken fried steak. How did he ruin it though? They burn it, or I didn't eat it, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to have gravy to go with it, but that's just kind of kind of known. Sam of Anarchy says, good luck to our people in the anti-gun hell states. Uh, My Sore Bicep says, I am Illinois. We'll check it out. 223DMR said, church was good today. And uh, Woods is out there saying, we have a restaurant in Tacoma that has 12 different versions of chicken fried steak. Man, I want to eat there. Sounds good. Oh, we got another bot. That's, is that three now? Yeah. Three, <laughs> three bots. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Rob D says, I honestly don't know, Gary. I followed the directions. Uh, Jay Monty said he had stove problems. Yeah, he's the one that was using it. Hmm. Well. Gosh, I want chicken fried steak. Not Rob's. I want somebody else to cook it. Let's see. Uh, now, John says the traveling meat truck will be stopping an hour or so from me in PA. I'm going to eat good next week. Rob said I did have stove issues. Yeah, okay. you were the one using the stove. That was the issue. So, uh, John says, 20 ribeyes for $40. And uh, Tim Longstreet is out there, said, just signed on to y'all's show, not saying much besides listening, since I'm cleaning behind the range stove. So nasty. Oh, boy. Smeggy says, the bots are smart putting the site in their name because the name still shows up after a message is deleted. Well, hopefully. I mean, that's up to y'all. If you want to go to a site like that, I would imagine if they're spamming uh, 
YouTube streams, and they probably also got all kinds of nasty viruses and everything else that you're going to get when you click on those links. But hey, you do you. Uh, now, uh, Rob says the oven went out halfway through, so I had to fire it back up and guesstimate time. I'm guessing you didn't guesstimate correctly. That would be a safe assumption. Poor guy. Okay, so we got something else from Block 9 here. Well, if I click the right button, you could actually see it. And he says... Or is there a cap? Oh. Taurus PT945. I paid 50 bucks for this gun. It had been in a fire. I had to replace the grips, paint the barrel, bought some new Hogue grips, and the NOS magazine was 90 bucks. I have about $150 in this gun, and it works great. Just had to clean it, paint it, and it goes bang every time. So Jason says, For I have giveth man all he may want or need. Do not forsake thy rewards and embellish in the polymer ways of the devil. <laughs> J. Brown 316. <laughs> uh, DM Foss says, The sun was in Rob's eyes also. Ozzy says, I keep reporting the bots. I don't know that that does any good. Let's see. Jay Monty says, talking to Rob, I believe you even when others don't. Uh, John Z says, Gary, almost finished packing up all my winter things. I'll be back shortly. Okay. Fair enough. So Block 9 wants to know, has anybody had Cheddar's Chicken Fried Steak? It was huge and very good. I don't know. Texas Roadhouse is pretty good. I can tell you that much. Cracker Barrels isn't bad. Yeah, theirs, theirs isn't bad either. Cheddar's I have not, and I there is a Cheddar's fairly close to Argo and Wichita. We've eaten there before. Never had their chicken fried steak. All right, so what else is going on, people? 12.21 p.m. here, Central Time. Got just a little over half hour to go in the show, so let's not run out of gas this close to the finish line. <clears throat> we can do this. So let's take a look at uh, 
Let's take a look at what we've got coming up later today. Let's see. And as far as regularly scheduled live streams, of course, we have Foreign and Domestic with the Scottish American at 6 p.m. Central. And if they have a show today, Locked and Loaded Latinos, also at 6 p.m. Central, both good live streams. And then there's this guy on the, what's called the Unloaded Media Channel that should be doing a show around 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And uh, there's this guy by the name of Rich White, I believe, that hosts that program. So we are having a program this evening, right? Yep. And it's going to be awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and everybody should be there. And and the co-host of that show is out there, uh, you know, quoting from the Bible of John Browning. <laughs> As well he should be. So, uh, DM Foss says, I judge diners by their chicken fried steak. <coughs> That's a pretty good, pretty good method. I just thought of something. There is a restaurant here in town. I can get a chicken fried steak. Maybe I could do that for lunch. Uh, my sore bicep says, what ingredients go into guacamole? I don't know. Do you put avocado in there? Probably not. No, I, I guess you replace the avocado with a glock. Be a little on the crunchy side. Hard to dip it. You put mayonnaise on there too? Yeah. Right. So, uh, Rob D says, all Rich does is count numbers on his show. And try to suck your blood. You do that on your show? No, no, that's his lady. His lady's the one that trusts us like vampire. Will the count be there tonight? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know if I got this avatar on the other account. But he'll have to count higher than three. No, I don't know. I don't get the parts. <laughs> Block 9 says, I sent an email my $50 gun I bought. Yeah, I've already put that on the screen. You must have missed it. Now, Jason says, next time you carry plastic, remember Jesus carried a cross. <laughs> wow. Look at this avatar, will you? You you don't think that the Romans would have used the plastic cross if they'd have had plastic? I don't know. He's here in spirit, <laughs> not in actual fact. He doesn't watch this show. I know that. That's why I said he's here in spirit, if not actual fact. My foul territory friends, my friends the hens, other than the gun snob every once in a while, you won't often find them in this show. Nope. They don't do Sunday mornings. Nope. 
All right, so we've got another email here. This is from Aussie. If there we go, finally got it to come up. So let's put that on the screen. Not only are we going to look at Aussie's Gorm, but it is on a fabulous RNL Displays stand. So if you want to see what RNL Displays sells, this is a Ruger PC charger, 9mm, on a fabulous RNL Displays stand. Yeah, I think if you want to see Obi's true, uh, Zigger and Meyer, look at that in the chat. Oh, look at that. I see a bunch of obnoxious ones out there, and I see some gun snobs out there, too. So if you are a YouTube channel member, you too can use these and other custom avatars out there in the chat. All you have to do is join the channel. Speaking of joining things, while you're still out there, I want to throw this out there. If you would like to be a member of my Gilded community server, I'm going to throw a link out there. You can click that link and you can join my Gilded community server. Strangely enough, it's called Gizzard Gary. So, uh, Wood says, nice, big fan of the PC9 charger. Now, I'd highlight, if I highlight uh, G-Web's post, it just comes up like this. It doesn't show the actual pictures on here, so it doesn't work too well. Uh, Baron says, Gilded is an awesome platform. It's a lot like Discord. Except I think it's a little bit tamer than Discord, so uh, we've been We've been on there a little over two weeks now trying to put a community together. Kind of a little behind the scenes of the channel and stuff like that. So, Rob D says, Ozzy has put 15 of my kids through college. <laughs> Good man. Wow. All right, so we've got about half an hour to go. So I think we've decided we know what's coming up show-wise today. And uh, we've covered what everybody's having for lunch. Uh, what guns you might be interested in here in the near future. Plus... Uh, a little bit of everything else today, so uh, 
Ozzy said, all of the cool kids have the stand from RNL displays. Well, that's true. Uh oh. <laughs> Check this out. We actually have the real obnoxious one has made an appearance on this show. Can't believe you're out there talking all that. Oh, wait. No, this is Guns and Barbecue. I'm sorry. Ah, Just to get y'all. An imposter. An imposter. <laughs> Sacrilege. <laughs> Another imposter. How are you doing, Guns and Barbecue? Oh, not bad, not bad. Covering <laughs> from the weekend. Uh-oh. Oh, I didn't do anything fun. I mean, just the cooking for people's parties, and that normally entails me being up many hours. Uh, I think I was up about 36 by the time I got to sleep last night. So uh, I just don't recover from those long days the way I used to. So Ozzy says fake orange man. That's true. <laughs> DM Fun says after I bought an RNL display, my horrible rash went away. So do you have to keep buying them every once in a while or is it permanent? You know Rob said that Ozzy put 15 of his kids through college, but I'm pretty sure Rob only has like three kids, right? So I feel like with with all that extra money, he could definitely buy his wife a cement mixer finally. Mm -hmm. And a nice knife set. Yeah, and a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And a sandwich maker. So I'm going to do all these things. Come on, Rob. So now this guy has 1911s. I had a whole I had a whole bunch of people in here, including two of my panelists who have zero nineteen elevens. And poor Jason, he was going crazy out there. He almost he almost broke into tears yeah. for these people. So yeah, can you yeah. imagine anybody not having a nineteen eleven? It, it was three oh. three people on the panel that didn't have nineteen elevens. Oh my gosh. I unapologetically don't have a 1911, and I will not be bullied, sir. <laughs> I had a good reason for not having a 1911. Damn it. There is one in the house, though, because my son has one. I'll bet you we could all borrow one from Guns and Barbecue, and he'd still have some left over. Uh, maybe a couple. The same would apply to Jason. Jason can loan everybody a 1911 and a Model 92 and still have a <laughs> bunch of both left over. Yeah, I'd like to get two more 1911s before the year's over. Which, well, I mean, technically I'll have be starting one soon because I'm going to do a 80% build on one. So Rob D says this anti nineteen eleven guy must be a spy for Hillary. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I'll vouch for him. He's not a spy for Hillary. Wait a minute. There was more than one person that didn't have a nineteen eleven. So which one are you talking about? And if it was me, I'm not anti nineteen eleven. I've owned over a dozen of them. 
<laughs> I uh, just don't currently have one, and I don't have any plans to get another one. I don't have anything against them. I think they're great. I just don't own them and don't plan on getting one. So how does it feel to make over a dozen mistakes in your life? And by mistakes, I mean selling over a dozen 1911s. Um, that wasn't the mistake. Marrying the wife that I divorced that caused me to sell them, that was the mistake. Oh, oh that's awful. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Given, sir. <laughs> yeah. In my case, it was uh, sell the 1911s, which was two of them, or not be able to feed the kids after getting laid off from my job. So the one was like, yeah, we got to feed the kids. You have grass in the backyard, right? Not at that I'm just point. Saying they could eat, eat grass. Not in the winter. It's, it's kind of hard to eat grass when it's buried under snow. So you get them to shovel too. <laughs> when they're two and three years old, respectively, that doesn't work very well. <laughs> Times are tough, kids. So Captain Cookbook says, I don't have a 1911, don't like them personally. Smeggy says, I also will not be bullied. No 1911 or Glock. I have said Glock. This isn't the Industrial Revolution in London during the times of Charles Dickens. We've lost a upon that kind of thing. Uh, Sam Van Arke says, there isn't an excuse why you shouldn't have a 1911 of some kind in 45 ACP. Let's see. But Rob D says, I'll cut him some slack if a girl was involved. Okay, there you go. Well, I will remind everyone that this is America, and for the time <laughs> being, I'm still allowed to make whatever choices I want to, and yes. I really don't need an excuse to do so. Neither do any of you. Yes. Just uh, saying. Every time no. I go to the store to look for the, the I say I'm going to go look at a 1911, I end up buying something else. Well, here I am, you know. I've got, I've got one 1911 that I bought practically five years ago. And I own three Glocks. I have three SIGs. <laughs> it's not like I'm rushing out to buy them left and right myself. So I'm just I'm just giving people hell. Uh, yeah, that's the problem for me is I go to the gun shop looking for something else. And I'm like, ooh, new 1911. And then I end up with a 1911. And I don't get what I went in there for in the first place. All the good 1911s I look at cost way too much money. I still you need to get the bowl. Yeah. Oh. I've got a bowl, but it's the uh, bowl axe. <laughs> They're a Glock clone. There you I, go. Was, I was going to get a Gerson, but then when went back to put it on layaway, they had already sold it, the bastards. Now, see, I would, right now I'm not really looking for any 1911s, but I would like to actually get a non scalper priced Springfield SA35 or. Um, maybe the Gerson Browning uh, high-power clone. Uh, both those kind of appeal to me. Uh, yeah, I want to get a high-power clone, too. Yeah, I, like I, I love the original. I, I, do own a, I do own a Star BM, which is a really cool 1911-like. And like I was, like I was saying earlier in the, in the chat, I think it's probably a couple hours ago, but uh, I really... Uh, I really don't have a, like I was saying, I don't have a 1911 that I'm looking the buyer would like to, but I would really like to get a uh, 
STI staccato or, um, well, any, honestly, anything that STI has ever made has been just really good quality, but I would prefer a, uh, 2011. I used to own a, uh, pair ordinance P14 and I, I like the night, the double stack 1911 style. Um, I think it's a good bang for your buck. You get the 1911 styling and operation and everything, but you also get the extra magazine capacity that you would with like a Wonder 9 or whatever. If Paragon is still in business, I would uh, I would probably uh, look at something like a, a P12 or one of one of their uh, uh, commander size. So uh, Captain Codebook is standing in line to donate plasma. They pay $100 to suck fluids from me. Wow. Wow. BMW Woods says no 1911 or AR here, but have 40-plus guns. <clears throat> Rob D says, now, he's, now he sounds like a Glock guy. But hey, some of your better people are Glock guys. That doesn't make him a bad person. Didn't FN come out with a high-power clone this year, too? Yeah, it's twice the price of everyone else's. In the case of FN, it wouldn't be a clone since they were the original manufacturer of it anyway. Right, but they did re-release it, but it's like almost a grand. It's uh, not a true clone. They kind of jazzed it up. Well, I think that's what all of them have done this year, isn't it? Um, didn't they take the original design and then just kind of modernize it just a little bit, tweak it here and there? Um, but again, the uh, high-power from uh, FN, their version's like three, $400 more than the Springfield version and like $500 more than the Gerson version. So I don't know. I don't know if I need to pay that much more for authenticity or, or not, you know? Well, when you start looking at the price of the new FN, you can just go find original high powers around that price. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. If I'm if I'm going to get a new production one, um, and not worry about trying to find an original uh, Browning, then yeah, I think I'd I think I'd rather go with the uh, Springfield or the uh, Gerson one or the other. Maybe both. And it, I mean, you could almost buy both of those for how much the FN version is, because the FN again is like a, almost a grand, and you're looking at like eleven, twelve hundred bucks to buy both the Springfield and the Gerson if you're not paying scalper prices. Yep. I think there's a little bit of bashing going on out there in the chat. Ozzy said I'm going to the gun shop later. Probably won't be getting a nineteen eleven. I wish I could go to a gun shop today, and I probably would not be in buying a 1911 either. But you never know. Ozzy does have a 1911, and he is looking for another one. You know, if they I just... want to buy another revolver. Yes. I only have three, and... Uh... Two of them, one's a Heritage Rough Rider and the other one's uh, the Barkeep, so I need to have something besides my Taurus. You don't have a forty four Magnum, right? I do not. Yeah, that's a 329 PD. Yeah, no. 
I like Very my small wrist. hands. You would never be able to hold on to it. <laughs> I like I like my wrist and my arms. Fine, get a six twenty nine. Again, Gary's might give me another be able to hold on to it. I might get pick up another J frame or something like that. Wouldn't mind doing that. Oh, there you go. Get one of the air airweight J frames. I, know, I thought about that real them. serious. I almost did a couple weeks ago. And three fifty seven Magnum. Ooh. You know, yeah, I'm this one. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm not a real big Taurus fan. I don't really have a lot against them either. I, I'm kind of lukewarm to Tauruses, but uh, I have been thinking about getting a, a 692 um, here here lately, just because I'm a little intrigued because it comes with an extra cylinder. So you've got one cylinder for 357 and and uh, 38 special, and then you've got another cylinder for nine millimeter, and it comes with uh, the moon clips to shoot the nine. So I'm I'm kind of intrigued with that. I'm not sure. I, I don't. It's not something I really necessarily need but i'm just kind of intrigued i'd kind of like to see how well the uh how well it holds up with you know just how well it's designed and and uh, what kind of uh fitment it has and yeah i'm just kind of intrigued by it ozzy says gary needs a 357 wood says sp 101 yeah they don't give those things away i like the sp 101 those are good guns. I have to drive an hour just to get any place where I could buy anything. And then it's an academy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's got a so. 18 or a 686 plus. You buying it? You're the one that said you're buying yourself. A, you want to get another revolver? I didn't tell you. I didn't say I wanted to pay for it. Well, you can always go to North Carolina and borrow one of Obies and just never get back to them. Uh, no, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> He's got plenty. He won't notice. Oh, he'll notice. <laughs> okay, Ozzy just sent me a picture. You want to see an SP-101? Boom. Although I wouldn't go with wood grips. They're that pretty. Pretty. It's pretty, but I'd never be able to hold on to it. I've got uh, I've got Hogue uh, rubber grips on my SP one hundred one, and I mean it doesn't make it look any more attractive or anything, but uh, it. Makes it nice and pleasant to shoot and carry. I agree. I need one someday. Someday. Now, DM Foss says, Who buys guns because you need it? That's true. Well, I buy it because I need it, because I need it like any other good addict does. I just need <laughs> it. You know? It's just kind of like, why do you, why does a crackhead need crack? Well, that's the way I am with guns. I just need them. Yeah, I buy guns out of need sometimes. Most of the time it's want, but every once in a while there's one where I'm like, I, I need that. 
Oh, uh, it's all semantics, man. There's a thin line between love and hate, they say. It's the same way with this kind of thing. My dad asked me, I don't know, about a month ago. He's like, how many guns do you need? I was like, all of them. That is freaking. My wife asked me that uh, not too long ago, and I told her the same thing. She goes, how many guns do you have? And I said, not enough. And she goes, well, how many do you need? And I said, all of them. <laughs> yep. And she walked away. Just hope that when you die that your wife doesn't sell all your guns for what you told her you paid for them. <laughs> that may be the wisest thing you've ever said, Gary. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I don't utter wisdom very often, so. <laughs> Hold on just a minute. Sorry about that. I just had a bug fly into my mouth. <laughs> this is interesting. Sam says you could get yourself a T Sauce 1911 World War II clone. They're not that expensive. Those are such dog crap. I, at least, I, I shouldn't say, because obviously I haven't handled every T Sauce ever made or anything, but. The couple I have gotten to handle in the gun shop now, they just make my skin crawl with how terrible they feel. Um, I wasn't, I repeatedly kept flicking the thumb safety on and off because I wasn't sure <clears throat> it was fully engaging or not. Um, the grip safety just feels like crap. Uh, just, uh, I, I really want to get one only to put like a bunch of Wilson combat stuff on it. Because why not triple the price of the gun by putting Wilson Combat stuff on it at that point and see if you can just make it passable when you're done. So Ozzy sent this picture and he said, this is the first holster that I made. Now Ozzy makes some very nice handmade holsters. I have one. That is pretty nice. Yeah, he's got a talent. Although he must have had the gun snob take that picture. Most definitely. Must pay against not a premium too. I mean, it's cut off in a couple areas. Yeah, Wayward Son's not privy to the legend of the gun snob, but he's legendary for cutting the ends off his guns when he takes pictures of them and stuff like that. So, <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, he's a pretty good guy. He's a good friend of mine, but. Uh, Hey, we have to give him grief because hey, it's fun to make it's fun to make fun of the gun snob. It's what we do here on this channel. So. Especially when he's not here. But I'd do it if he was here too. So because that's what friends are for, after all. So So Guns and Barbecue, what have you got coming up for uh, the rest of the day? You got big plans? Are you gonna sleep or what? 
Well, I'm just going to sit here and be lazy and try and recover. I was actually planning on going outside, doing some more yard work and weed whack and all that good stuff, but it's started to rain. So, um, yeah, not, not going to be doing the yard work that I need to get caught up on still. Uh, that seems like just a never ending task lately. Uh, probably a few things that I can button up inside that need some fixing. So probably do that instead. I got my, I got my laundry done yesterday. So about the only thing I've left to do is take out trash today. So <clears throat> if I can get that accomplished, do. I'm good. What's up? That's something I could probably do. Uh, I've got all my laundry just sitting in baskets right now. I actually have a dresser. I could probably put it all away. Just I had in. enough build up. I hadn't done mine in two weeks, so I actually had to go. I live in an apartment building, so I don't have my own washer and dryer. So I actually had to load up everything and go to the the coin laundry downtown and take up three machines. Did all my laundry in about an hour and a half. I like where you want that. You do it all in one shot, and it's done until you have to go again. You're, you're, you're a single guy. Table. You're a single guy. You can get one of those small little uh, portable ones and hook it up to your kitchen sink. I don't have room for that mess in here. That or what you could do. Uh, any of those laundromats in town that you have have one of those uh, wash services. You just take it in, drop it off, and come back, and it's all folded, ready to go for you. Like. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, Rich, you don't understand. I can go into a coin laundromat. I can use as many machines as I want to have my laundry done, <clears throat> all of it, in an hour and a half. And basically, the major time I have invested is just folding everything up before I leave. And uh, Sam says, I can't believe they still exist. Not everybody lives in a place that they have laundry facilities and yes we do have a washer and dryer here there are two washers and two dryers down in the basement i have to go up and down the stairs 15 times one of the dryers is out of service and so unless i just have a few things it's a time saver for me just load everything up and uh, take it down to the laundromat plus i can put everything in the machines I know how long it's going to take, so I just go out and sit in my vehicle, get out my phone, and watch YouTube videos for half an hour or so waiting on the machines. <clears throat> go back in, move stuff over to the dryer, and rinse and repeat. Yeah. I think we have six of them in Meadville. It's insane how many laundromats are here. Two Live Moo is out there. Ooh. <clears throat> uh... Putting the hashtag out a little late. Uh, <laughs> uh, Warsaw says, do you like spy movies? I'm watching a great one called 2013, The Berlin File, based in South Korea with Russian, Korean, and Israeli spies fighting over information. Interesting. But, yeah. I did have my own... Uh, Machines until I sold my house and I got rid of those. And 
I just uh, go get a roll of quarters every once in a while and go to the coin laundry and do my laundry. Or I do it downstairs. I still have to pay if I go downstairs, too. So All depends. If it's just a handful, I'll do them here in the, in the apartment building. Otherwise, I go downtown. It's just like a mile away. It's not like it's very far, so... Well, that's one of the things I was thinking about because I was like, I spend less than $20 every time I go to the laundromat. And I was like, well, I've got enough clothes where I can normally really like if I have to, because obviously I I can't just drive myself. I got to get a ride. Um, So if I really have to push it out, um, I can usually go a month. Uh, so then I go there, toss everything in the one giant uh, washer. When it's done, toss it in the one giant dryer, and I'm good. Like I said, I end up spending less than 20 bucks. So you figure that's, what, $240 a year? New washer and dryer is like three grand, I think, for anything decent. I mean, you get yeah, cheaper ones. Not cheap, for what, yeah. $1,500? But so at two hundred forty dollars a year, it'd take me almost what seven years, ten years somewhere in that ballpark to pay for a new washer and dryer, or I could just keep going to the laundromat. Yeah, I don't mind it. I usually combine it like I did yesterday. I I went and uh, got some. Uh, I got lunch at Sonic, ate that, and then ran downtown, did my laundry. And- came home so I combined it with lunch and I did it on my day off and I didn't have anything better to do so what the heck but anyway I digress because we have about four minutes left in the show and I want to give everybody a chance to uh, say goodbye and give whatever closing plugs they would like to give so let's go ahead and start with Rich. And Rich, I know you have a show this evening, so uh, tell us what you got coming up, buddy. Uh, we got a show tonight. It's going across the bottom of the screen right there, right, right there, right now. It's become loaded on the Unloaded Media channel. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So check that out. And if you want to know what we're going to be doing tonight, you got to watch the show. I'm not going to give you a free preview. Come on. you got You got to watch the show. But it's going to be good. Hopefully. <laughs> if everything goes right. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right. As as, I was going to say, as long as a panelist from New York doesn't show up drunk again, I mean, we'll be, we'll be good. Well, that might be entertaining, though. <laughs> Maybe. It could be. Uh, it's more entertaining when it's moved. That's true. That's Always. True. All right. Well, thanks as always for being on the panel today. And uh, next would be Wayward Sun Custom. Uh, glad to have you back on the show. And what uh, what do you have coming up? Oh, uh, well, um, I am working on some videos currently. I just dropped a, a two or three over the last couple of days, including yesterday. But uh, next thing I've got coming up would be uh, every Tuesday, I have my uh, live stream, Watcher 6, at 6 p.m. Central Time on uh, almost every Tuesday. 
So that'll be the next thing up, and then uh, we'll see where the uh, week takes me from there. All right. Well, thanks for being on the panel. And I threw uh, Wayward Sun Customs YouTube channel link out there in the chat. So uh, please do go ahead and uh, give his channel a look. And if you like, uh, please give him a sub. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Uh, Definitely. Friend of mine and uh, got some good content out there. So, uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show. Hope you can come back soon. Uh, Guns and Barbecue. What have you got coming up? Oh, you know, just the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, those are at 11 p.m. Eastern, then 2 p.m. Eastern, and then 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but more importantly, I'd like to encourage everybody, head on over to Patreon and, uh, you know, throw a couple bucks Gizzard Gary's way. This guy brings you six, hour, six hours of content each week. So if you threw him $2, that's 33 cents an hour. Where else can you get a value like that? Nowhere. So uh, head on over to Patreon. Throw Gizzard Gary like two bucks, five bucks, whatever you can really do. Or join his uh, YouTube channel links or anything like that. And uh, thanks for having me, Gizzard. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for being on the show as always. And for having me on your shows too. So uh, anyway, that about wraps it up. So uh, remember next week we'll do it all over again. Foul Territory is on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central. The only time zone that matters, of course. And uh, Early Bird Chat, of course, every Sunday, 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time for four hours. So, uh, thanks for watching, whether you watched on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. I appreciate having you out there. Thanks for everybody for commenting out in the chat and being part of the show. And thanks to everybody who's been on the panel today for helping me make this such a uh, good show. And, uh, of course, a special thanks to all of my patrons on Patreon.com and my channel members on YouTube for their support. So, uh, anyway, don't forget, uh, later today, foreign and domestic with the Scottish American or locked and loaded Latinos at 6 p.m. Central, both shows are, usually. I will post links in my community tab if you want to get exact times. Don't forget, this week, unloaded on the Unloaded Media channel at 7.30 p.m. Central. So, uh, once again... Thank you for watching. Hope you've had a safe and pleasant weekend. And always remember that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. This is Gizzard Gary. Thank you for watching and have a pleasant day. <laughs>